Welcome, my <laughs> creepy cadaver friends. Ugh. My weird and mysterious uh, mummy lovers. Mummy lovers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a mummy lover. Because tonight we're talking all about mummies. Mummies. <laughs> We're not actually really <laughs> no, talking about mummies. <laughs> it's nothing to do with mummies, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in the future. Maybe. But all, all you mummies that out c- there. That could be a cool episode. We can talk about ancient Egypt. Take care of yourself, okay? Yes. Um, and always watch your back because mummies are real. They are real. I've never local s- museum. I've never seen one come to <laughs> life before. No, I, I'm not saying that. I, got to s- I saw King Tut. You saw King Tut? Yeah, yeah, King Tut when I was uh, growing up, and they brought the exhibit through Los Angeles. Oh, and wow. I got, I got to go see King Tut. That was pretty cool. I think I saw some mummies. Yeah, I saw some mummies, but not like any like famous ones. <laughs> Just like boring, like dead people. Yeah. I hate boring dead people. Boring dead people are pretty boring. <laughs> <laughs> Therefore, why they're referred to as boring dead people. Yeah. But, um... There are some pretty exciting dead There's people. There's some exciting dead people, especially yeah. the ones that appear not to be dead. Yeah, those those are, yeah, <laughs> like a Keith Richards. <laughs> he's a very exciting dead person because <laughs> he still plays guitar and shit. Yeah, he's which yeah. is pretty cool if you ask me. I don't me. know how he does it. <laughs> <laughs> Where is this going? I have no idea. Well, <laughs> okay. <so laughs> <laughs> this is... St- I think that's a good plot to put the intro in right there. This is the most... Okay, yeah. (laughs) Intro. It's the Autumn Podcast with Jackson and Colton. And sometimes Tristan Okay, it's there. It's there. It's happened. <laughs> this has to be the most awkward <laughs> intro we've ever had. I'm serious. <laughs> I, I like it. I mean, la- the last week, last week was pretty bad because we started on a joke that we had no punchline to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it was it's more of a rhetorical question than a joke. Okay. You say that now. <laughs> but um, tonight. Part two, episode two, whatever you want to call it, um, whatever number it is, of Spooktober. We are talking about hauntings, paranormal activity, not the movies. They're bad. That's yes. all we gotta say. Um, <laughs> haunted houses. Although I will, I actually, I, I will say the first one, even though it's still bad, bad. It, it's impressive what they're able to do on that budget. True. I mean, yeah, yeah it might have freaked me out when I was little. No, I, I've never but enjoyed them. They, I've always thought they were stupid. They're so boring. But, you know, for the budget Especially, the budget of that first one, how much money they made, that's impressive. You know? I, it's so boring, though. Yeah. Should, they're just, like, walking <laughs> around in their house. Yeah. And then at the end, yeah, it gets kind of scary at the end, but it's just, like, so, I'm like, get it over with. Right. Like, But we're, <laughs> we're not talking about the movies. We're no. Talking about, we're talking about real paranormal stuff. Yes. Um haunted hotels houses yeah r- whatever urban legends urban legends uh g- 
ghastly appearances. Basically, stuff that's going to be Keith Richards appearances, yeah. Steven Tyler appearances, you know, <laughs> all that stuff. Yeah, um, <laughs> you know, I, I I know I know people who claim to have seen Keith Richards. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they'll often um, see him at like big stadiums. Big and, like, stadiums, and you know Keith Richards sighting. <laughs> there yeah. he is. They're like, why is Keith Richards at this Rolling Stones concert? <laughs> yeah, I thought he was dead. <laughs> he is. Yeah, that's the he's secret. just that. He's just that. That's the secret. He's just people. that hardcore rock and roll. Uh-huh. He's so he's, yeah. He's so he's rock so and into roll. Rock and roll that just, he rocks beyond the grave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rocking beyond the grave. That's Spe- speaking of, I, I want song. to, uh, since we're on that topic, I want to very quickly throw out um, a... Uh, we usually don't like getting serious here. Yeah, but a, li- but a little uh, tribute. Um, Eddie wait, are, yeah, Eddie Van Halen died today that yeah. recording. And, and we just want to say, we, you know, Eddie Van Halen was awesome. He was awesome. Yeah. You know, we're musicians, you know that. And obviously he, for me... Um, he was a big influence. He's one of the reasons I wanted to play guitar. Yeah, uh, yeah. And for m- guitarists and just musicians around the world, and he was one of a kind. I mean, he was one of a kind, and you know, his death is going to. Uh, he was amazing, and it's going to have big repercussions on the world of dad rock. And hey, uh, <laughs> whoa! All right, I'm sorry. You're crossing the line. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you know, it was just, I just we, we just want to throw that out there real quick. Yeah, but no, seriously. But back to the topic at hand, we're talking spooky stuff. Spooky, scary stuff. And uh, and what's more spooky and scary than... Than the stuff we talked about last week. Exactly. Well, we have <laughs> stuff more spooky and scary than that. Yeah, last I week we talked you. about cryptids such as Bat Squatch. And when I was buying beer today, I found a beer... That I wish I'd bought last week. What a missed opportunity. <laughs> right. I can't believe that beer even exists. Yeah, there's a uh, Rogue Brewing makes the Bat and we've Squatch. We've had them before. They're good. They're really good. Yeah. I they, recommend them. They make, Oregon, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, Eugene, Oregon, I believe. Was it Eugene or is it Portland? Uh, there's Portland, too, on the nose. This says Newport, Oregon. Newport, Oregon. Okay. Um, Either way. Anyway, Rogue Rogue Brewing, they make a Bat Squatch Hazy IPA. Let me see that. Let me get a close look at that. Yeah, you take a gander. And we want to read you this this description on the back of the beer here. Rogue Bat Squatch, and it's got this, like, green, exactly what it is, a Bat Squatch. It's kind of like uh, Ahu. We talked about it last time. Yes. And the American version, as I mentioned, is called the Bat Squatch. Yeah. So, you want to read the description? Yeah, yeah. So, on the description on the back, it says, For years, rumors have circulated that deep in the woods of Mount St. Helens lives the fabled Bat Squatch. While there are many tales of Bat Squatch, they are all a bit hazy on the details, which makes the truth a, such a juicy mystery. <laughs> so, what better way to honor the legend than a hazy, juicy IPA? Perfect for camping <laughs> and potentially making a new friend. Oh, that's wholesome. That's wholesome. That's very. Uh, so, and at the bottom, it's paired with uh, paired with white cheddar, grilled salmon, salmon, salmon. How do you say it? I always say salmon. Salmon, strawberry shortcake. <laughs> Apparently, it's good with those things. I that's do, good to know. I do like grilled salmon. 
and it's tropical and citrusy. Mm. And well, I'm gonna give this a try here. You're gonna give it a try. I've not tried it yet, but uh, well, you can give here. that a try first because I've got, I would say, a special one that doesn't really relate to anything besides Ooh. the month. Oh, what do you think? Oh, it's very good. Yeah. You're gonna have to try that in a bit. I will. So what I've got here from Odyssey Beer Works. Uh, yeah, this is one I saw in the store today that I I've was been, thinking about buying. Dude, I've been wanting to buy this one since, like, August. <laughs> and why haven't you? Because I've been saving it for Spooktober. Ah, yeah. <laughs> smart. Because it's got... I mean, I've, we, I've, I've had pumpkin beers before Spooktober, but this yeah, one, I was like, I have to save this one. Because <laughs> this one's, like, really special. It's Fluffy Pumpkin Toasted Marshmallow Pumpkin Porter. And it's got two jack-o'-lanterns on it, like roasted marshmallows over them. Like, it's a pretty cool design. It's it's a very basic design, like simplistic, the mm-hmm. can, but like in a good way. And so deep flavors of spice pumpkin. Uh-oh. I like how they say spice pumpkin. Spice And not pumpkin, pumpkin spice. Yeah. There's a little bit of a distinguishing <laughs> yeah. uh, Deep flavors of spice pumpkin and toasted marshmallow dance with notes of chocolate and graham cracker. Oh my God, that sounds. Oh, good. that sounds rude. Leaving you longing for those fall treats enjoyed around the campfire. Oh, you know one of my favorite beers is um. I don't remember who makes it. Uh, I want to say it's Breckenridge, maybe. Uh, but the graham cracker, uh, porter, where they had that. Oh, dude. So this time of year, that's yeah. a regular one. Yeah. So if this has that graham cracker stuff. It. Yeah. I also love the pretzel one they do. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. The peanut pretzel or whatever. Yeah. How's that one? Ooh, it requires a second tasting. <laughs> well, a third tasting. Because <laughs> I like it. Ooh. I'll tell you. So it's very... I immediately get the graham cracker. I'm like... Mm. And the marshmallow actually comes at the end. Funny enough. Ooh. So you get graham cracker... Then you get the pumpkin. Okay. And then at the tip of your tongue, you have the marshmallow. It's like, like a pumpkin s'mores. The chocolate kind of goes with the graham cracker. Yeah. Well, and then they got chocolate, graham cracker, and <laughs> marshmallows. That's s'mores right there. Yeah. It's like a pumpkin It's s'mores. like a s'mores with pumpkin, which... Oh. Off the, I don't know how that. you would try that. Maybe get, like, pumpkin pie filling and, like, yeah, you, slap you it could, on. Yeah, you could do a pumpkin pie filling. You could, uh... I'm sure they get make. like a pumpkin bar or whatever. I bet they exist. Yeah, I bet they make probably super processed pumpkin spice marshmallows out there somewhere. Oh, that sounds awful. Don't do it that way. <laughs> that sounds awful. But I bet they exist. Don't do anything that way. I have a, I have a strict code, okay, when it comes to pumpkin stuff. If it's like pumpkin spice version of something else. Oh, yeah, they definitely exist. I'm not going <laughs> to tell you what brand because I do not want to uh, support that. But what do you, Have you had like... But if you Google they, them, they exist. Do they have pumpkin spice Oreos? Yes. I'm pretty sure they do. Mm. I'd have to double check. But uh. But yeah, I... Dude. Yeah, they do. This is a smooth beer. It's a smooth beer with a very nostalgic flavor profile. Nostalgic? Yeah. Does it taste like... It tastes like you're sitting out at the camping. camping. Yeah, it tastes like, it tastes like camping. camping. But the spooky version. I haven't been camping in... <laughs> camping can be spooky. It can be. I mean, 
especially after researching cryptids and all that. Yeah, yeah. I would not want to go camping after uh, learning about <laughs> the bat squatch. I haven't been camping in quite a while. I, I need to go sometime soon. But yeah, camping's good. I need to get some camping gear. I had a tent, but in my move, when I was moving to this new apartment, I uh, I lost. I've hung on to my tent. Yeah. I've, I've got ninety you, like you got a nice percent one. of my camping yeah. gear. I at the moment have no camping gear. I enjoy camping. When I was when I was growing up, like, so I had a tent, and like I said, I I lost like I lost part of it like on the move, like I, I so I don't have the whole tent anymore. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, I I've not owned a sleeping bag in a long time. Ad lib masturbation joke. <laughs> uh, that because when I was when I was growing up, when I'd go camping, you pinched the tent one morning. I, yeah. You learned something about yourself. Just learned something, yeah. No, but when I was growing up, um, I I just got in the habit of just taking like blankets. Camping. Such a riot! Like I'll just take a couple blankets and a sleeping pad and sleep in that. So I don't own a sleeping bag at the moment, but I need to get one. Cool. I don't. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm in a funny place right now. Your mind is. I've been watching too much Office. I'm just trying to find every that's what she said you're, you are, Your mind is in the Michael Scott. What's the Michael Scott. The Michael's, but unlike Michael Scott, wavelength. in this episode, we are not just a little stitious. We're super We're stitious. Super stitious. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. So let's get to it, man. Yes. Let's get to it. So I know you have some stuff. I have some stuff. I have some stuff. I think, you have, I think you have some uh more detailed stuff than I have. Also, I've got a lot of cool before stuff. we get into the weeds, real quick announcement, semi semi announcement. Okay. Um. Be sure. Check out our Instagram. Yes. We'll put a link into it this time. Yeah, we don't we don't plug our social media very much. But in this check out podcast. our Instagram because that's where we post all the pictures of everything relating to the episodes, the beers, stuff yeah. we're talking about, and. Talk to us, interact with us. Yeah. We want to some of that. Some you. of that stuff makes it onto fa- our Facebook page too, but we're more active on the Instagram page. Well, I've been kind of workshopping the idea of starting a Facebook group. Oh yeah. So our listeners could interact with us directly. That would be that would be pretty cool. So yeah, but, but interaction is good. We we message we, us, give us any ideas, uh, say hello, tell us to go take a hike, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> we would we would and love we would love. Any t- any type of interaction and any like with our audience. Obviously, we want good reviews, but any reviews on um, Apple Podcasts is much appreciated. Just hearing what you got to say helps us get seen. It's good to know get you know. If you are listening on Podbean, what are we doing right? What are we doing wrong? If you're listening on Podbean, you can comment yes. on the episodes. If you are listening on Podbean, which I don't think many people actually listen on it. Yeah. <laughs> I listen on it, but that's because I don't have Spotify right now. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, I will say, quick plug for Podbean. They're not telling us to say this. I think they're, they're a really pretty, great and intuitive service. A to pretty use. good service, yeah. Um, there's a lot of services, um, and a, a popular one is Anchor. And from everything I've looked into it, they will force ads on you, oh, but yeah. you won't be compensated. Mm. 
So you'll have to. They some will insert. Shady, that's some shady business. They'll insert there. anchor ads or just random ads into your podcast if they think it's yeah. popular enough. Podbean does not insert ads into your into Podbean. Your yeah, you got to pay. There's a small subscription fee. There's a small subscription fee, but, but you yeah. you have completely you have complete free reign over your podcast. So I recommend it if you're wanting to start a podcast, check out Podbean. I'm serious, like definitely. I'm. If we were getting paid for this, I would be so excited right now, but we're and, not. And you know, hey, <laughs> also if you start a podcast, shoot us a message. We'll take a listen. Also, I'm always down to listen to new podcasts. Any of our podcast friends. That I've talked to you. If you want to do anything or collaborate, let us know. Yes. Uh, and if you have any ideas, any messages, let us know. Because we we want to interact. Yeah. The more we know, the more we can do, the better we can be. Yes. The more you know. Insert the music. Don't. Don't. That's copyrighted. It's copyrighted. Anyway. <laughs> Jackson. Don't do it, Colton. What are you doing with that knife? Nothing. Why are you holding it aggressively? And you're threatening in, me in, in, in a in a in a mildly suggestive <laughs> manner. In a mildly suggestive but also threatening <laughs> manner that makes you feel very confused. I'm very confused. Tell okay. us why we shouldn't be. Uh, we shouldn't be because we don't want to accidentally make this into a smut podcast. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Let's get on. Good point. To you have, we have stuff to talk about. Yeah, what do you have to talk about? What, what do we have to talk about? Should I start or should you start? Um, I want you to start. I personally. should start. Okay, well. I think you have some good stuff to start on. We had some cool stuff that uh, we, we had. We had a lot of free reign here when we were researching stuff. So Hell yeah. I decided to start local here in Durango, Mexico. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stop that. Mexico. You can't reveal our real location. We don't know. You don't know. I don't even know. (laughs) But here in in Durango, it's an old west town um, with a long history. So there's a lot of supposedly haunted stuff in Durango. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I was... uh, Haunted hotels, perhaps? Yeah, there's the Rochester Hotel. Rochester... Just you have the General Palmer. General Palmer, the Strader. The Strader. All three of those are considered to be haunted. The Strader is the big, big tourist one. Uh-huh. Um, and they make a bunch I've of... I've stayed there. I've not stayed in any of these and hotels. I didn't have any haunted experiences, but I've, I will say, you are staying in an like over a 130-year-old hotel. Yeah, it was built in the late it 1800s. It is kind of unsettling to think It was built like in 1890 that. Something like that. Uh, General Palmer is... Like 97, I think. Pretty much just as old, almost. Um, I don't know how old the Rochester is, but I don't think it's quite as old. I don't think... It doesn't have to be old to be spooky or haunted. Definitely not. No. Um, But, uh... The Strader Strader is the one that advertises their, their... The fact that they're haunted. They they really throw it out there. They say, these are the rooms you gotta stay in. Yep. Stay in these rooms for a guaranteed ghost sighting and a traumatic experience. Also, yes. uh, forward us uh, $300 a night or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the Rochester Hotel, I've heard many times, is one of the most haunted places in Colorado. Uh, haunted, really? One of the most haunted hotels. Well, I know you have the Stanley Hotel in Estes Park. Yeah, but it's supposed to be up there with the Stanley right Hotel. Right up there with the Stanley. 
That's crazy. And uh, I don't, I don't know all the, uh, I don't know so, the story of why it's haunted. I mean, what makes, what, what makes the Rochester like haunted? Ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what makes a ghost a ghost? What makes a ghost a ghost? What make essay question for that everybody? Is, that is getting. <laughs> that is getting philosophical there. You better be careful. We're not an intellectual podcast. <laughs> we have to... <laughs> Define intellectual. <laughs> Everyone at home. Um, Define intellectual. That's for everyone at home. Speaking of... I've got not a, for you. I've got a joke You for can't you. say anything. I've got a joke. Okay, what's speaking your joke? Of, speaking of intellectuals. Do it. Why? Why during the Soviet Union? Why did KGB agents go around in groups of three? Because um. one of them can read, one of them can write, and the third one's got to keep an eye on those two intellectuals. <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. That was. <laughs> Oh, so at the uh, I'm reading through some of the uh, the Rochester Hotel stuff. So um, over the years, there have been collected reports of uh, from guests of a woman in Victorian garb, sometimes in lingerie, Ooh. who frequents the John Wayne Suite. They have a room there. What was she? Was she like a prostitute or something? Uh, it doesn't say. There's not. And a ton of these haunted hotels and whatever. It's, there's usually like a prostitute that gets killed. Yeah, that, that's pretty common. Art, <laughs> night worker, whatever you want to call it, the PC way. It what's, says what's the that PC version of that. Um, escort, escort. <laughs> I don't think you have to be PC about prostitution. It's the, one of the oldest uh, professions in human history. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> as long as long as you're not being rude about it. Yeah, just don't be a rude boy. Don't be a rude boy. <laughs> rude boys unite, right? What? All those rude boys out there, you know what I'm talking about. Yes. I feel like people because we're a we're a rude podcast. Uh, uh, rude okay. And crude. I normally I would not clarify this, but I feel like some people don't. I'm, I'm know. a very psych- sarcastic person. If you haven't figured that out, by yeah. Now. Um. Some people don't know that rude boys, that does not mean Nazi. No, it's not Nazis. <laughs> I just Fact. I just wanted to throw that out there because I've met people who don't know the difference. Rude boy is a ska thing. Yeah, it's a ska thing. <laughs> it's a, really, you know, punks are rude boys. Okay, here we go. Punching Nazis. So when the, ho- when the hotel was under renovation years ago... They lost an employee who was disturbed by what he claimed was an apparition with a tendency to hang around during his work hours. It was a plumber. The guy that saw the stuff. Oh, I thought the apparition was a plumber. No, that'd be <laughs> awesome. He was, like, working on the toilet, the pipes and stuff. If you, like, walked into your bathroom Okay, day, okay, wait, 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 wait. Okay, let me, just let me paint guy. you this picture. You okay. know the classic image of a plumber where, like, half their ass crack is sticking out. Yeah. They're wearing a trucker hat. Uh, maybe overalls, all that. And somehow their ass is still sticking out. Either way, you see that, but it's a ghost version of it. 
And when you go to use the bathroom, you see that, and the plumber's like, oh, can you hand me that crescent wrench? And it's just like doing its job, but it's a ghost. I mean, what would you think of that? That would be... If it's actually doing a good job. Yeah, if it's actually, like, fixing shit. Like, free of charge, but it's haunting you. Like, that, that'd be cool. I mean, I'd be okay living with a ghost. Uh, and what about a ghost that's just, like, mildly annoying? It's just, like, an <laughs> annoying roommate. That'd be if I were a ghost. I, I would <laughs> try to be mildly. I would be the ghost that's like, you walk in and I'm sitting on the couch like naked. <laughs> well, I'm just and I'm just like watching TV. Or it, it would just be I like. I wouldn't let you see me too much, but I'd be the type of ghost like you set your phone down and then you like go to get something for like five seconds, and then I'll like move the phone. I I would be the type of so ghost you're constantly losing that your you stuff. don't you don't ever see me at all unless like you have a video. And I would show up on the video, <laughs> and like you, you like there'd be stuff going around. So you set up, so you know, you're, you're suspicious. So you set up a video camera, and you're watching TV. And later on, you check the security camera footage, and you see the footage of you sitting there on the couch watching TV, and next to you is like me, just like butt naked, just <laughs> sitting on the couch watching TV with you. And it would be, it would just be. I would, it would make you uncomfortable, and that, that would be my goal as a ghost, to make you, I'm not, worried about you not scared, <laughs> but I'd try, be trying to make you uncomfortable. That would definitely make people feel uncomfortable. Yes. But um, anyway, here, so there's the Rochester Hotel. I don't, there's not a, I don't have a lot of stories on that one. But um, in Durango, though, I wanted to start out by saying that uh, I'm pretty convinced that my work is haunted. <laughs> I've heard you tell me about this. Yeah, it's not one of those. I've never seen anything specifically. It's an ice rink, people. Except for raccoons. I've seen a lot of raccoons there. Uh, yeah, so I, I work at a hockey, uh, ice rink, a hockey rink. Um, and just that place is one of those places where if someone were to tell you for sure that it is haunted like and gave you proof, you wouldn't be shocked. You'd be like, that makes sense. Because it gives off that vibe that really freaky vibe of like when you're there alone at night like i'm always looking over my shoulder because it's freaky there yeah it's interesting even if you haven't had any encounters with ghosts you can feel like bad energy i i believe um when it comes to ghosts i'm skeptical because i've never experienced any right ghosts specifically but i do believe that places hold energies oh yeah and we have... Yeah, and sometimes they can be malicious. A lot like the famous M. Night uh, Shalaman movie. We have a sixth sense. Yes. And there might be a dead Bruce Willis. But also, we have a sixth sense. He was dead, people, the whole time. If you if you don't know that already... If you don't know that... If you've not seen Sixth <laughs> Sense... You cannot blame us. You cannot get and mad. And you deserve for it to be spoiled. <laughs> he was dead the it's, whole time. It's like one Also, of he was Bruce Willis the whole time. He was just wearing a wig. Yeah, it's like one of M. Night Shyamalan's <laughs> only good movies. Um, <laughs> I like the whole series of... Um, Split? Of, I like Split That's pretty and good. Unbreakable and Glass, that whole yeah, series. Yeah, that like, trilogy. I mean, Glass had a, the plot twist about a little bush. Split was good. Yeah, Split was very good. But yeah, we have a sixth sense. Like, we can feel when someone is looking at us behind our back. Yes. Like, you just get that weird feeling that something's not right. I think it's, like, part of our, like, reptile brain, you know? Our reptile brain. Our yeah. primal functions. We have reptile brains. There is, like, a rep, like the <laughs> lizard brain, it's called. Seriously. Look yeah. it up. Huh. It's, like... <clears throat> 
one of our basic um, survival um, uh, like mechanisms. Hmm. Interesting. Do you have any haunted? Tis. Stuff? What? Tis interest. Tis interest. You thought I said something else. I wasn't sure what little. I wasn't sure what you said. Well, boy, boy, boy. Arthur, I have a plan. Okay, I got something to tell you. What is that that you have to tell me? <laughs> I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce it. But have you ever heard of Lizzie Borden? Lizzie Borden. Lizzie Borden. I've not heard of Lizzie. I've heard of Lizzie McGuire. Well, she's a lot like Lizzie McGuire in the sense that she was a girl and she. And that's, and that's it? She liked murder. So, yeah, it was just in the sense that she's a girl. Yeah. <laughs> Named Lizzie. <laughs> I forgot how old she is. She was. I mean, this happened back in 1892. Okay. So, there was. <clears throat> so. And, um. Fall River, Massachusetts. You have this tragedy that happened. So. August 4th, 1892. 1892. 1892. So, ways back. Wait, a, little, a little, a few years ago. Yeah, a few years, yeah. <laughs> like, well, like, like, at least. Five years ago. Lizzie Borden. Her parents were found to be hatcheted to death with an axe. Hatcheted. That's a Slashed to death. Slashed. Hacked into. They hacked. were murdered with an axe. With an axe. And hatchet, axe, something like that. Well, Lizzie Borden, this little girl, I think she was around like 12 years old or something. She was the only one there and alive. And it all pointed to her. And mm. her family was brutally murdered. So she probably killed her family. Yeah. yeah okay. She most likely definitely did. <laughs> um, so she was arrested and tried for these brutal murders, but uh, she was acquitted. Ooh. And it, uh, I believe she was acquitted because she was a child. Okay. Um, she was a minor. But Interesting. It, she most definitely killed her. I wouldn't expect I would I wouldn't expect the people in 1892 to care if she was a child or not. I know, right? But either way, she was acquitted. But she most definitely killed her uh, parents um, with an axe. And uh, well, the house in um, oh, Fall Mas River, Massachusetts. Massachusetts yeah, sorry. supposedly very haunted. <laughs> Got dark energy. What part of Fall What's a part of Massachusetts? Is this? is this like near near Boston, or is it west of that? <laughs> I just in the Massachusetts <laughs> area. I said that, and then I realized that everything that Boston is on the coast. Massachusetts is a fairly <laughs> small state. It's a fairly small state, and also I said that, and then realized. I want to say this is Western. Well, Massachusetts. I, well, I said that and then realized that Boston is on the coast, which means pretty much most of everything in Massachusetts is 
west of Boston. <laughs> so yeah, her father was found butchered on the couch in the guest room. Oh. And um, her mother, I believe she was m- murdered in the, her bedroom. was taking an afternoon uh, nap. Okay, so that explains... Oh, no, they were both in the guest room. Sorry. Okay. And, yeah, uh, yeah, she murdered them uh, around noon during the day. Is that important? Well, think about it. Murder someone in broad daylight like that? Not even under the cover of darkness? Oh, I think there's a lot of situations where you can murder someone... Well, there's a. L- <laughs> I just find it a little weird, to be honest. <laughs> you would think something like this would happen in the dead of night, but no, it happened like in the afternoon. They were just napping. So <clears throat> you have this event, and apparently, so yeah, there was no conclusive proof that the hatchet was the murder weapon. An eyewitness testimony of Lizzie burning a dress that may or may not have been worn on the day of the murders was not enough to convince the jury. She was acquitted legally. The suspicions of her guilt have never been abated. Borden uh, murders remain officially unsolved. They're still unsolved to this day. Mm. Even though we know she most like she definitely killed them. <laughs> she definitely did. <laughs> well, now. You want to know something fun? What? Where this tragedy happened? It's now a popular bed and breakfast in Massachusetts that you can oh. stay in now. Um, they have sound, all the amenities, sounds right? Like, sounds like a good trip. Well, they also have all the pictures of the crime scene. They recreated all... They have all the old furniture. Not the original furniture, but they like recreated it to oh, make yeah. it look exactly how it looked back in the 1890s. With the bodies and everything? Yeah, the dead bodies are there. They're skeletons now. Yeah, okay. obviously. Of course. But and you have to like push them off the bed when you Unless go they sleep. were mummified. No, that's not an American thing to do. I don't know. I mean, you never know. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, you can stay there and people that stay there, they claim to hear knocking, they claim to hear like a girl giggling, you know, stuff like that, uh, running around, footsteps. They even have, like, Ouija boards that you could use if you want to. They, uh, they're they like, you know, use them at your own discretion, you know, <laughs> be advised. Um, uh yeah, a lot of people have stayed there recently, especially like horror aficionados and, you know, people that are into that. You know, people like us. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, I, uh, this one guy, Lucky, said, I stayed there overnight. Uh, and I've been doing, he's been, oh, wow. He hosts it overnight. What? He hosts overnight paranormal events there and has been oh. doing it for eight years now. I thought he, you meant like he hosted the ghost, like it took over his body. Type <laughs> of like, um, I'm in the process of writing a book about my communication with the spirits that linger, linger there. I'm hosting a Halloween event there on Saturday, October 24th, 2020. 
I wonder what he's going to do with the COVID stuff. Social distance in his house. Well, you know. Everyone wear a mask. Ghosts don't care about social distancing. You think they would wear a mask? No. Maybe the reasonable ones would. No, because they they're think. dead. They can't spread COVID. That's true. They can't catch it. They're already dead. They don't care. But I think that ghosts would be like, they would be like, I think you should wear a mask. Because I'm a ghost, so like I know that that shit can kill you. Um, but they they themselves wouldn't wear a mask because they just wouldn't have to. But uh, she lived there um, until 1927. Ooh, so after she, after she did the murder, she lived there. Yeah, which is really weird. For another 35 years. Um, it's. Like there's, I mean, yeah, you have that tragedy, but the hauntings are pretty vague. There's nothing major when it comes to um, any spiritual events. But um, I've heard it is a actually lot, a pretty fun place to a visit. A lot of these places, the haunting stories themselves are not very major. Well, there's some, um, it's on the market now, too. It's been renovated and everything. Oh, so you could buy it? Yeah. I wouldn't want to buy a haunted place. That makes me think, uh, you know, Amityville. Amityville Horror. Yeah. What happened to that house in the late 60s? Yeah. Uh, That guy killed his whole family with a rifle. And, um, yeah, bad stuff, obviously. But that place, the next family that moved in in 1974, I believe, they're like, oh, eighty thousand dollars for this like amazing, like, <laughs> huge house. That's a steal. Well, the house that the house that uh, we and they used tried to hide the fact that those murders happened there. Yeah, the house that and we used to live in. Apparently, someone died in Caleb's room. I don't think the place was haunted. I don't think that person haunted us. See, I remember hearing about that way late in the game. I didn't hear about that when I first moved in. <laughs> I didn't either. I'd already been living there for like a couple years, and then someone was like, oh, by the way, did you know someone died in that room? I'm like, oh. Yeah, that had me tripped out, especially like been good to when know. I was alone up there in the dark. Oh, that, oh, that house squeaks. It does squeak a lot. Squeaks. That, that can mess with me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, and also Lizzie Borden is a, was a hair metal band. I don't know if oh. they're still around, but they named themselves after that. Oh, nice. They have a song called Red Rum. It's after the <laughs> shi- it's the song about The Shining. The Shining, yeah. And I have this Guitar Hero game, and I actually played it. And what's really weird, I just got done watching The Shining, and I've been reading the book, okay? Yeah. And I just hit random on the song select thing, and I get that freaking song right. Rum. Like, dude, I was just reading the book. I'm serious. Oh, damn. That was really weird. And I was like, <laughs> okay, is this some kind of sign? Why is the game messing with me like this? There's some freaky shit going it's on. It's freaky. So I've got... Good book, though. I, I haven't read movie. the book, but I love the movie. Yeah. Um, I've got a, another place here. And speaking of The Shining, we'll talk about that. We will. Coming up. So I've got... I've got uh, I've got a place here. When I was growing up, I used to go hiking... I grew up in Southern California. I used to go hiking and also rock climbing at this place in Riverside, California called Mount Rubido. Rubido. Rubido, yeah. And it's sort of a, it's like a park type place. And it's a big, it's a big 
I mean, it's a it's a really big hill with a lot of rock formations and such. All right. It's very strange geologically. I don't know the explanation for it. But uh, this place is apparently haunted. I, I never experienced anything, but I was never there at night. Apparently, most of the haunting haunted stuff goes on there at night. Um, but a lot of the locals there believe it's haunted. And um, I've even heard some pla- some people in that region or in that town uh, refer to it not as Mount Rubido, but to as Mount Doom. Because they think it's... Um, Haunted, and there's general, there's there's general, you, you got all your general ghost sighting related stuff there. Um, Throw the ring. Yeah, you know rings being tossed around. Yeah. <laughs> general, you know, you know, uh, general ghost related stuff. Um, there's also a cons- like a conspiracy theory about like a secret door there somewhere that has tunnels that lead all throughout the city, <laughs> starting okay. there. Um, but my favorite story is there's apparently, um, they're described as being like little demon creatures, like small little demon creatures, small little demon creatures. Yeah. I've, I hear a lot of people describe them just as midgets though, (laughs) which (laughs) are you sure they're not just midgets pranking people or little people? Pranking people by wearing costumes. I I don't know. But apparently these, they're like tricksters. (laughs) And they'll go around, if you're there at night, they'll throw like rocks at you and stuff. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Just throw rocks at you? They'll throw rocks at you. (laughs) Um, This right here, I'm reading right here, there's a a website I found, refers to them as demonic little elves or miniature demons. And they like to torment the hikers throwing rocks at them. Sometimes they don't throw rocks at you. Sometimes you'll hear something behind you and you'll turn around and there'll be a little pile of rocks of like pebbles on the trail right behind you that someone like just placed there. So apparently like... <laughs> okay, I would be freaked out if that happened. <laughs> I'm not trying to like discredit. But and, 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 and the reason people think it's supernatural is because the speed at which they do it is impossible for humans. So it just can't, it can't just be like a little person pranking you. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> yes. Are you sure they're not on rollerblades? <laughs> rollerblades. There's a lot of dirt trails on this. It'd be hard Are to Are you sure it's not Wee Man? Wee Man. I don't know. Wee Man might be able to pull that off. He's pretty crappy. Um... <laughs> Uh, yeah, and there's rumors of catacombs. Um, there's another place in Riverside, and I don't, I don't know much. I didn't look in, I didn't research it much, but it's called the Mission Inn. And you know, when I was growing up, I always heard that that place was haunted. And apparently, there's catacombs. There's catacombs underneath the Mission Inn, and the rumor in the the rumor, the story is that these catacombs go all the way to Mount Rubido. Um, uh, fun fact here, because I'm just reading it right now. The mission Fun inn. Fact. The mission inn is haunted by um, one of the inn's founders, Alice Miller. Alice Miller. Yeah, she haunts one of the rooms apparently. So what did she do? What's she about? It doesn't say. I didn't research the mission inn. It was just mentioned in this article I was looking at. <laughs> but that—that's just—that's kind of a fun one. There is the, uh, the whole. Uh, so I have one for uh, you. Haunted midgets. This one. <laughs> This one has an event that happened only a few years ago. Ooh. But I want to go back to the beginnings. So we're going to 
take our mind back. Take your mind back. All the way to downtown Los Angeles, 1920s. 1920s. Jazz. Swinging. Yes. You know, flapping. <laughs> Flapper girls. That's what they call them. Come on. <laughs> Mobsters. Mobsters. Yeah. <laughs> just all your favorite things. You just said flapping in them. <laughs> <laughs> Flappy bird. Los Angeles, the 20s. You're walking around, you're flapping. You're flapping around <laughs> everywhere, man. Why are you flapping around over there? <laughs> I don't people, know. People in Los Angeles don't talk like that. I know, that's more New York. <laughs> I'm walking here. I'm, <laughs> I was I was uh, walking here in town like a couple weeks ago, and I, I crossed the street. Like uh, it was the, the you know the light was red and the, it said you know the don't cross and I crossed the street because it was clear, um, and there was this guy he had a heavy New York accent who was waiting at the crosswalk and I walked past him and went across the street and I hear him behind me he's like hey it's just like New York here, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like what the uh, fuck that's pretty good <laughs> how and why I don't know well because I was walking across the street when I was supposed to walk across oh, I, see. I think that's why <laughs> I think he was just joking around um, anyway. Los so Angeles, you flapping. have flapping around all the time, all the time, every time. Flapping around. You have the Cecil Hotel, okay? Mm. Supposedly, like the haunted hotel of Los Angeles of LA. Yeah, I've heard of it before. And one I of the most I don't haunted. Really know anything about it? Though. One of the most haunted hotels ever, supposedly. Um, well, in 1924, hotelier, or shall I say, hotel entrepreneur, William mm. Banks Hanner. Poured one million, which is about thirteen million dollars today, roughly, into building the hotel in Los Angeles. This is right in downtown, um, with an opulent marble lobby. Yeah, it's downtown. Yeah. Um, it's got stained glass windows. It's got statues. It's real fancy. It's cool. Well, this hotel, the first big event during the Great Depression. You have its first suicide. Ooh, that's so not, that's not you fun. have W.K. Norton, whose body was discovered beside a pile of poison capsules. Ugh. More suicides fo- followed at this hotel. Popular spot. So um, it's not worth cataloging all of them because there's too many, right? But in 1937, 25-year-old Grace E. Magro, Magro became the fourth person to die at the hotel when she fell from the ninth story. Her body tangled in telephone wires. Oh, Jesus. Not a good way to die. Yeah, that um, sounds awful. I'd rather just splat on the pavement, you know, but getting tangled up in telephone wires. <laughs> just splat. That just, splat would be better. That doesn't sound too good to me. Yeah. Uh, for the longest, the police, they weren't able to figure out if it was a suicide, homicide, accident. Um, they had no idea. Hmm. Um, well, so you have 1944. Oh, I didn't read about this one previously. I read about some of these other ones, but 1990. I mean 1944, not 94. Okay, it's not that close. But 1944. <laughs> In 1994. 1994. When grunge was dying. Wait, 94 no. <laughs> or 44. 44. 44. I'm just joking with you. Oh yeah. It's yeah. 1944. Young woman gave birth in the hotel room. Threw her, she threw her newborn out of the window in a panic. What the fuck? She gave birth and threw it out. 
What which the is really evil and awful. Jesus right? Christ, lady. This shit just this shit gets it keeps going on with the Cecil Hotel. Um God. apparently it has big ties with the Black Dahlia murders. I've heard of those. May have happened there. Or at least uh the murderer herself mm. stayed there. And then other serial killer killers w- would stay there in the future, such as Richard Ramirez, oh. the Night Stalker. Yeah. I bet that he, he was staying there in the 80s, you know, when he was active. And he, he was renting there for a long time. Like, he lived there. Yeah. And then you have this other um, serial killer, Jack... Untenweger, whoever. I've not heard of him. I haven't heard of him, but he's like an Austrian serial killer. Ooh, like Arnold Schwarzenegger. He made his first murder. <laughs> I mean, he committed his first murder in Austria in 1974. He was convinced and sentenced for crime, but he escaped to America. Austria and has a, a pretty strong record of people killing people. He continued his murders in California. A lot of murders in the 70s. Yeah. A lot of them in California. <laughs> well, I mean, it was Hollywood, you know. Yeah. Hollywood's a CD town. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you have that, and you have more suicides, more just random murders happening at this hotel. Well, recently, so people have always claimed that this hotel's haunted because of all this bad shit that's happened there. And over time, it's gotten worse and worse. Yeah. Yeah, more people dying, doing horrible things. Well, back 2013, seven years ago, not too long ago, really, uh, Canadian tourist Elisa Lamb, so she, she died at this hotel, spoiler alert, <laughs> but the way I mean I don't mean to laugh at her death no it's not funny that she died but spoiler alert she died it's pretty obvious this hotel's bad news um, so and you can find this video on YouTube it's got millions of views it's baffling so there's this video and maybe we'll even link it for you guys but there's video so it's all silent it's just like a CCTV footage surveillance footage yeah but you see her basically run into this elevator push like a bunch of the buttons then she goes out she looks around out in the hallway and then she comes back in the elevator and she's kind of like jittering around right freaking out she looks around in the hallway again and then she turns her back against the buttons so like no one could see her if they peered in yeah and she's just like flipping out in this footage and well couple weeks passed since her disappearance and since this footage was released. So they, re- they, they released it like as a missing persons thing. Like, it was like a missing person. It was lady? a missing persons case. Have you seen her? This is when she was last seen. Okay. Well, people started complaining about the water pressure of the hotel. Reasonable thing to complain about. Is yeah. I assume that's an expensive hotel, so you expect good standards. You know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, they were complaining about the water pressure. And, well, (laughs) this is where it gets really weird. Two weeks later, they found her body inexplicably 
in the water tank of the hotel. There was no trace of anyone, any assailant. There was no marks on her. No uh, sign of um, any kind of defense, fighting, whatever. This is like she drowned. She inexplicably drowned inside a water tank, which had been extremely hard to get into in the first place. Yeah. She disappeared for no reason, and they literally still, to this day, they do not know how or why that happened. It's a ghost. Well, the... Watch, watch the footage. That's not a haunted hotel I want to stay She's at. literally freaking out at nothing. Yeah. And if there was an assailant, I don't know how they got away with it. I mean, there was there's security cameras everywhere there. And the footage would have... It's just crazy. Like, uh, And when I first saw this footage, it was on one of those like top ten creepy video things. Yeah. Like the... Uh, Number 15, Burger King Foot Lettuce. That guy. It's one of those. It's yeah. that guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, he showed Wait, that video and I was Bur- like... What's Burger King Foot Lettuce? <laughs> you haven't heard of this? It's like no. a huge meme. No, it's I'm been not. going on for the last couple years now. I, did, I have not heard of Burger, Burger King Foot this Lettuce. This guy, I, I think it's Chills. And he has this... <clears throat> Welcome to the top 15 scary videos <laughs> of America. Well, I think I've seen that, that channel. That guy. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, he had... <laughs> this is such a... Dive, this is such a, such a tangent. You, you piqued the, my curiosity. <laughs> I mean, I can't just say Burger King foot lettuce. Right? <laughs> without it being let go. But, uh, so... It'd be like if I... If, it'd be <laughs> like if I were talking and mentioned an Iron Giant porn parody... And then just where did go, that come and from? Then just, hey, where did that come from? It's on the TV right there, the Iron Giant. <laughs> where? Uh, it was had the advertisement goes across the screen um, for the Iron Giant, just the movie. But it'd be like if I mentioned an Iron Giant porn parody and then didn't. What are you watching on your TV, man? No, no, the Iron Giant, the movie, <laughs> not the porn parody. I know, I'm just yanking your chain. I don't know if there is a porn parody. I kind of want to know, Probably. but I don't want to watch it because that is, uh, but. <laughs> Don't. But I, I kind of want to know if there is one. Anyway, it'd be like don't. If, it'd be like if I mentioned that and then just went on and didn't explain myself. Well, I don't think I should have to. Okay, I'll explain myself. Everyone, if you don't know this, <laughs> I'll tell you. But if you're internet savvy like me, you should know, right? Okay, I'm just playing. But like seriously, Burger King foot lettuce is a real thing. I believe you. It's real. I believe okay? you. Okay? And it's not ghost. It's not anything. Well, it is something, but a guy. I, I'm up to date on my memes, but I I'm, think not, bef- I'm not as up. To I don't know as exactly what's going on with it, but this guy, before he decided to quit, he posted a picture of him and his shoes standing in the lettuce okay. that they would use. Yeah, for the burgers, and that's it. That's it. I mean, that's gross and disgusting. I mean, okay, I get it then. That's it. I can see how that. But could that was his number fifteen on. Like, I I forgot what the category was. I think it was like haunted, had something to do with like scary fast food incidents, or I, I can't remember. Haunted, you know, haunted fast food places. <laughs> Is it a ghost who puts his feet in lettuce? <laughs> Maybe. So if, that would, that's, if your lettuce is smelling like That's feet, a good example of like an annoying ghost. Like blame we the bird. Just like do shit like put your foot well, Yeah, you could get a serious illness from that. But anyways, back to the Elisa Lamb case. Oh, yeah. So 
and yeah, this happened at the Cecil Hotel, which has had all these murder suicides. Oh, see, there it is. Oh, there it is. Iron, Iron Giant. Giant. Sponsored by United Healthcare. Yeah, it's the Roku, cool. Roku loading screen. Roku loading, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Roku, yeah. Cool. Anyways, it was ruled an accidental drowning, but they really don't know. They really. I mean, how could she would have needed a staff key just to get to the roof? Yeah, uh, which wasn't found on or around her body whatsoever. Her cell phone was missing, both from her body and from her room. And then, obviously, you have the video of her freaking out to nothing. Yeah. And it's like watch it's the video. A- it's an accidental. It's video drowning, is, but like when you think about the death this video is extremely unsettling because yeah. she's legitimately freaking out uh, I yeah I'm, I'll put the link for you guys so you can check it out it's um, I'm playing it right now it's silent video yeah it's got 26 million views here you check it out man check it out real quick. okay just look at it okay. look, look at this video while we'll, I keep we'll, talking we'll post this on the description. Or on so Instagram. yeah, just watch what she's doing and tell me it's not weird. She's standing there. But um, so yeah, you have that, and yeah, the Cecil Hotel would not want to be there unless you paid me, or maybe. See that that's not a uh, a freaky ghost. That's a murdering ghost. I exactly. I, I don't want. I don't want to be around. You, murder you don't ghosts. hear about murder ghosts that often. And they, I mean, there was no evidence of, I mean, there was no evidence of foul play. There was no fingerprints, no marks. It was just, she was literally found in the water tank after this happened. It's so freaking weird. She's moving around very weird in this video. No, it's really weird how she's moving around. She's like stepping around. I can't really explain it. She's like stepping around almost like she's testing. She's doing like side steps. Almost like where she's testing how she's standing type of thing. Yeah. It's weird. And she's frantically at different points pressing all the buttons. Yeah. Trying to get the elevator to move. Um, But yeah, all those suicides in the early days and then lady throwing her baby off the hotel. I mean, just awful stuff. You have Richard Ramirez staying there. Uh, it's n- so basically my my interpretation of this hotel is not a I, good place. Either it kills you, either the the ghost murders you, or the ghost turns you into a murderer. Yeah. yeah. Either way, it's got like dark. Uh, yeah, that's a dark. It's got dark hotel. energy. That's a dark um, energy place. It's and it reminds me of the Stanley Hotel for similar reasons. Oh yeah. But I've never heard... Well, this Elisa Lamb case, it's it's baffling. And now she's, like, out in the hallway waving her arms around. She's, like, trying to, like you said, like, test it maybe. Yeah. See if it's going to do anything. Yeah, she's she was, like, before when she was walking, like, step, sidestepping and stuff, it's almost like she was testing where she's standing. And yeah, if they would have found a key on her or something, yeah, okay. She jumped in and I guess killed herself by drowning or I don't know. That's Yeah, it's still weird. But they found nothing. It just doesn't make sense. (laughs) It's one of the weirdest cases I've seen in a while. That's for sure. 
I've got a pretty cool, anything weird for me. Not as weird as that. That's probably one of the weirder ones we're gonna get to. But there's this. Uh, there's this. Uh, I did a lot of research in the the general area I grew up in. So we're still in the Los Angeles area here. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, this is in Pasadena, California. This is a Route 66 one. Ooh. Route 66. Get my kicks on Route 66. 66. Yes. Something like that. Um, this is the Rialto Theater in Pasadena, California. It was built in Ooh. 1924. And it's a really cool theater. It's, I mean, it's old and it's it looks old it's very like it's got that it's got that um baroque style okay to it but it's also like you know how in the late 1800s and like the early 1900s people in america were like obsessed with like egyptian style art and architecture yeah it's so it's got a, it's got some of that egyptian Influence. It's not like a straight up like Egyptian a, influence. It's so. not. It's not like a straight up Egyptian looking place, but it's, you can see where that it was built during that time period where that stuff was like really obelisk popular. and like. Well, no, but like in the, uh, it's. I mean, it's a theater, so it's got um, hieroglyphics. Yeah, like some of the designs of the, I, okay. the walls and shit like that. It's not You'll like get some pictures. It's of not like. I'll pull, up, I'll pull up a couple pictures here. It's not like outwardly Egyptian, but it's like you can tell it was made during that. And don't um, worry, all the good stuff will post um, pictures of. Here, let me... Uh, Only the good ones. Let me pull up some <laughs> images here. So that's the outside of the theater, first of all. Kind of creepy looking. I mean, it looks standard. But it looks kind of run down almost. does look a little run down, but many theaters are run down, especially now. <laughs> uh, this is the inside of the theater. The theater industry's dying right now. If you look up like, on the booths there, you can see a little bit of what I'm talking about. It's like not outwardly Egyptian, but you can tell it was made during that time period where people were like obsessed with that. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Also, I don't like the idea of looking... Imagine like there's no one in the booths, and there's not that many people in the theater watching the play, movie, whatever, just, like, looking into the dark booths. Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah. So what if you see something? Yeah, what if you see something? It's probably <laughs> just, like, a worker. <laughs> it's probably a worker. Yeah, but still, I don't want to see them up there. Yeah. I don't. I, <laughs> <laughs> um, there's decor featuring uh, tiles featuring um, uh, and, and plaster ornaments featuring, like, like harpies and gargoyles and stuff. Okay. As well. Okay. So it was it was open in the twenties in nineteen twenty four. Um. <laughs> and it it was it was kind of a hot spot in the twenties and the thirties for vaudeville style um, plays and okay. entertainment. Um. It's been sold and it's been resold several times uh, to oh, different, yeah? different owners in the seventies. Uh, they started um, uh, when Rocky Horror Picture Show came out. They this is one of those theaters that would do an every Saturday night show Rocky Horror Picture Show type of thing. All right. Um, but it's been through multiple fires as well. Hmm. So it's 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 been never burned down, but it's had it's survived fires. Um. Let's see where. We've heard of some other places that have had like fires and like. 
some kind of like yeah catastrophe happened. A lot of these places. So um, it's during its long history, rumors of the theater being haunted have been consistently circulated. I'm reading right here. Uh, tales about people having died there, particularly a girl who allegedly slit her wrist in the bathroom before making her way up to the balcony and bleeding to death. Whoa. Yeah. Sorry about that. Another story <laughs> tells of a man who went insane in the projector booth. He went insane in the projector booth. Yes. Is there, is there any reason for that? No. Just legend. No, I just went insane oh, this one is one day. Of those plays. It's all just legends. I just went um, insane. Uh, what you going to do about but, uh, it? But staff uh, and visitors say that the girl's bathroom is supposed to be haunted. It's known to the stalls are supposed to start shaking. I don't like that. Don't like that one bit. Um, and it's in, girl's bathroom, though. In the girl's bathroom. Okay, we're good. Yes. And the and in the cool. theater itself, there's been uh, sightings of an apparition of an old man, uh, sitting in various seats as well as walking up and down the balcony stairs. Mm. People think this might be the guy who uh, went insane in the projector booth. Oh died. wow! Um, and this is my favorite haunting. There's a third ghost here. It's a cat. Um, oh, that seems nice. Yeah, there's nothing malicious ghost about this cat. There's nothing malicious about this cat at all. It says. Um, uh, some people say that it's haunted by a cat. In its earliest days, the theater's mascot was a cat who roamed through the theater. Um, and I didn't would, know theaters had mascots. Well, it's like this was like a stray cat that hung out around the theater. Oh, so, it was so an like actual the, cat. It was an actual. I thought cat. you meant it was like no, it was a an, person. It was an actual cat, cat, like like as an actual cat that the employees and all the people who went there adopted as like this is a mascot. I see. Yeah, yeah, okay. Type of thing. Um, and apparently, you can still see the cat. Is it a black cat? It's a black cat. Figures. Yes. <laughs> um, it's always the black cat. You can see it. Um, so it says, according to some tales, the cat continues to move stealthily through the theater and produced an eerie red light when the phantom walked in front of the movie screen. Mm. So it'll walk in front of the movie screen itself, and you can see a light. Are they sure it's just not... One of the many other stray cats that are probably in the area. That's my theory. But they <laughs> say, they say though that it, it'll walk in front of the movie screen and shine a red light. Interesting. And that's their evidence that it's actually a ghost. Yeah, cats don't usually do that. Cats don't typically shine lights. When they they like chasing red lights, like lasers. Yeah, they love that. Maybe that's related. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe this is that's why it shines a red light because it's a cat and it really likes laser pointers. Um, <laughs> Even though they weren't invented in the twenties, it likes them. Another visitor um, reported the image of a dark figure gliding down off the stage, making its way towards the theater seats before disappearing into the lobby. Oh, that's not... That's Well, they think that's the cat. Oh, okay. They don't think that's like a phantom thing, but they think it's the cat. It's the cat. It's all uh, the cat. Apparently, most of the, si- the haunted sightings here... Is it mostly here, the cat? Mostly the cat. Uh, most, <laughs> of the, most of the haunted sightings here are pretty... Um, Low key. Low key, except for the girls' bathroom one. That one seems to be the more malicious of the three. I have a bathroom story. You do. (laughs) I do. So, recently, so one of the stalls was inexplicably locked from the inside. Either someone somehow locked it from the outside, or they like crawled out like a freak. I get all the time at Chapman House. (laughs) Oh, yeah? Well, anyways, I went into. Uh, I don't know if it's people crawling out like a freak, but I've. You know, gone there late at night, and you know, when I'm 
clothes in the facility and went to go check the bathrooms and clean the bathrooms. And um, the stalls will sometimes be locked from the inside. Well, this was at a Walmart. And um, so I went to the other stall because I really had to go. <laughs> you, know, you know, when you got to go, you got to go. Gotta go, you gotta go. Well, this other guy really had to go, too. So he uh, so first, shared the stall with you? <laughs> no, but first he checked the first stall, and he was like, wait, there's no one anywhere in there. And then he checked mine, and I was he like... He started crawling underneath the <laughs> door. Dude, I would be kicking him. Like, <laughs> no, but then he started... He was really pissed. I guess he really had the shit. I don't know. But he was really pissed. And he started violently shaking the other stall. And I was just trying to mind my own business. Like I was, I was in the middle of wiping. And this guy just starts violently shaking the stalls. <laughs> and I, I don't like that. Because when you're in the bathroom, when you're on the toilet, that's when you're most vulnerable. Yeah. Uh, so that's why, like, bathroom ghosts, they really hit me close to home. Because <laughs> it's like, what if, okay, what if you're on the toilet and then the lights go out and then Bloody Mary's there? Yeah. I mean, I'm still going to finish. When I was a kid. She'll probably help me finish just I, by scaring me. When I was a kid, like, scaring I, the shit out of I me. never, like, <laughs> believed in Bloody Mary, but I couldn't help but be freaked out by that story. Oh, yeah. That's a classic. Yeah. Uh, every kid's had to do the thing with the mirror. And like, yeah. I, I've had at, at my work at Chapman Hill, the ice rink. Um, I've had many times where I've gone into the bathrooms to check them or clean them at the end of the night when I'm closing the building up. And stalls have been locked from the inside. And that's, you could say maybe that was the ghost. Because I mentioned earlier that I'm pretty sure that place is haunted. Yeah. But I also think maybe just people are assholes. Yeah. And... <laughs> Just do, do that shit on purpose because they're like, ah, this will fuck with the janitor. <laughs> so, I don't know. Yeah. So, I have another good one for you unless you're... Okay, no, I'm done with the, the So, this now. is one that I've been to. I never stayed the night there, but I've been there. Okay. I, I ate in the... So, I ate there and stuff, had, like, brunch. It was fun. It was cool. And I was pretty young, so I don't remember too much, but I remember it being this massive hotel. Well... So it's the Crescent Hotel. That's the name of it. It's located in Eureka Springs, Arkansas. And that's a really cool town, by you the way. You mean Arkansas? Arkansas. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> All our Arkansas listeners, let us know. Let us know. How's it actually pronounced? They're going to say Arkansas, for sure. And they're but wrong. <laughs> Arkansas. Arkansas accent. You never. Have you ever done one of those? <laughs> I don't know how to do an Arkansas accent. There's many different southern accents, as we know. Anyways. (laughs) I have family in Arkansas. But anyways, Eureka Springs. Sorry. But Eureka Springs. I generally try to avoid the south. (laughs) Eureka Springs is a really cool place. You would like it. It's pretty cool. Okay, yeah. It's like this little highway. It's like all the buildings are like Swiss design, and there's some like Victorian ones. Okay. And there's like all these little hippie like stores and stuff. It's kind of cool. And it's like hidden and kind of hidden in the woods. And it's it's a pretty cool place. It's kind of a hippie town actually. It's like a hippie town in the middle of Arkansas. In the middle, of, yeah, it's odd, but it's really cool. Well, anyways, <laughs> in this town, you have the Crescent Hotel, this massive like over 400 room hotel. Okay. And this place, show you real quick for reference. Okay. An image of it. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's pretty cool looking. And I ate in the dining hall called the Crystal Dining Hall. Oh, shit. I've heard of that. Yeah. 
Yeah. You probably <laughs> okay. have. I've seen because it like on the Travel Channel and shit. Not only it's one of the most famous Southern hotels, well, and it's also known to be one of the most haunted places in the Ozarks. Okay. Uh, there's plenty of different ghost stories and hauntings that happen at this place. Distinct ghosts. Kind of, um, so you have one of the famous apparitions that is cited there. So you have this red-haired Irish stonemason. Because back when the hotel was first being built, they commissioned a bunch of stonemasons from Ireland in when, the what, 1870s. Was, okay, so yeah, this would have been when uh, the Irish were like... I believe it was the 1870s. Really cheap labor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Cheap labor and... Um, yeah, I think it started construction in the late 1870s and it finished in 1890s. Like 1894, I believe. Okay. Or no, it started in 1885. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, but his name, his, he's dubbed Michael. And he's one of the original Masons that worked on it. Well, anyways, he died in a horrific accident, of course. Does he like Irish music? I would assume so. Yeah. Like it's Maybe if you played him some flogging. If, if you went there. Play him, no, play him start some, playing uh, some Irish tunes. <laughs> yeah, start playing some Irish tunes on the He would probably appreciate that. Guitar, the mandolin or something. He might they, join you. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> start dancing or something. Um, yeah, because he's like stuck in the South. Maybe like maybe you did, and, like, maybe at the very music. least you'd get like a good energy from the room. Cause I bet he gets so tired of bluegrass and, and country. Oh, yeah. Probably <laughs> so sick of it. <laughs> well, anyways, he... Um, He's a mischievous spirit. He likes playing around with people. He likes messing with the lights, doors, TVs, whatever. Ah. So he's a, he's one of those annoying ones we talked about. He's a, he's a playful one. He's a playful one. So he's not, like, awful. But it does get pretty bad because other people have witnessed hands coming out of the bathroom mirror. Ugh. Yeah. And <laughs> they've heard cries of what sounded That's like... That's a really freaky image. They've heard cries of what sounded like a man falling in the ceiling. And I remember them telling us about this when we were there. Uh, like, in the middle of the night, you'll be sleeping, and then you'll, like, hear a thump on top of the ceiling and, like, screaming. Apparently, yeah. that's a pretty common one that happens there. Okay. So you have that. So you have with Michael, the Irish ghost. Um, the mischievous Irish ghost. If you go there and you talk in an Irish accent, will he leave you alone? Or will he be more annoying? Or maybe, well, hey, that's a tricky. I think I, that's. I, there, play I think there's that. three possible. Maybe he'll leave you alone. Maybe he'll be more annoyed and fuck with you more. Yeah. Or maybe he'll like think you're awesome and latch on to you, and then the result would be he unintentionally haunts you more. Yeah, and he just follows you home. Yeah. <laughs> and now <laughs> you, you have a mischievous that. ghost in your home. Well, it gets weirder. It gets much weirder with this place. Okay. And I've heard a lot of. Stories and a lot of different stories, but here's the real story. Okay. So in the 1930s, uh, the hotel was bought by this guy, uh, Dr. Baker. Okay. Um, and he bought it and uh, turned it into a cancer treatment center, a hospital, uh, specifically for cancer patients and as such. Well, this guy had no medical experience whatsoever. He was not a doctor. He just called himself that. <laughs> he was a complete fraud. Okay. And he scammed all these people, apparently. So even, bad guy. Yeah. Even back in the 30s, he scammed people of $4 million. At wow. At least back then. 
Four million dollars in the thirties was a lot. Yeah. Um, well, anyways, he had these weird methods of curing cancer, and he had this elixir. Well, apparently, numerous patients died while they were there. A lot of people believe is because it is. In nineteen thirty, four million dollars converted to now is about sixty-two million. So yeah. That's a big deal. Scammed sixty-two million dollars <laughs> out of this people, and yeah, he was a hack, and well, a lot of people died, and they couldn't tie it directly to him because they assumed they just died from cancer, anyways. But he practiced a lot of weird pseudoscience and did experiments oh. on these people. Yeah. Eventually, uh, so. You have him. Apparently, he haunts the hotel. Oh, that's a scary ghost. Yeah, he's like an evil, weird, fake doctor ghost. And he wears a purple shirt, white linen suit, and he always looks confused Hmm. when he's haunting. (laughs) Is it like he doesn't know he's a ghost? I guess. I don't know. Um, But you can find him in the old recreation room in the basement. You also have... Of course, it's the fucking basement. It's always a basement. Yeah, you also have some ghastly housekeepers from the hospital days mm. at the hotel. One of them who calls herself Theodora. She, um, oh no, she's often seen by housekeepers. Sorry about that. But oh, she she was a cancer patient, Ooh. and she when she will haunt you, she'll go up to you in a nice manner say I'm a cancer patient and then she'll just like die in front of you what she'll the fade away fuck? yeah I mean that's not malicious well but she'll like vanish in front of you that's not like malicious but that is freaky it is really freaky that would freak me out um, so you have you have that and then you have the Irish ghost and then also in the hotel's crystal dining room which I ate in I was there mm-hmm. um, and it was cool it was nice Good food. I've heard it's like one of the best like hotel Dude, dining rooms in the country. It's a really nice. It's a nice hotel. I mean, I would still go there besides the haunting stuff. Yeah. Um, as long as you get the Irish one, I think you'll be okay. Like, he just, doesn't sound that bad. Just not the freaky doctor. Yeah, you don't want that one because he's confused. <laughs> he might try to do experiments on you or something. There's more, though. There's more. Okay. Keep going. So apparently in the crystal dining room, uh, that's a very haunted area. Basically every area is haunted in this place. Yeah. Well, people have witnessed many groups of 1890s dancers in full dress attire going about the room just like they're dancing in the wee hours like 3, 4 in the morning. Oh. They'll see this. Groups of ghosts. Like the haunted mansion at Disneyland. Yeah, exactly. It's just like there's the, a part of the haunted mansion where they have the special effect of a with the ghost, dancers. The ghost dancing. The ghost dan- yeah, it's like that. And apparently they're not. These aren't malicious. They, if the ghost, it seems that they just believe they're still living their lives there, or it's just like remnants. A lot of people think. A lot of theorists think. Pseudoscientists they think that ghost is like the, basically your after image. Your residual energy that's left over when you die. I've heard that, yeah. Like electromagnetic energy that's just still going around doing stuff. Well, that, that plays into the idea that, um, you know, some people, and like I said earlier, like, it's, I, I want, 
I wouldn't go as far as say this is the explanation for right. how I said I'm a skeptic on ghosts simply because I've never had a personal ghost experience. Same, yeah. But I've definitely been in places such as my work where bad vibrations, bad vibes, <laughs> and I think yeah. I think places can hold an energy. And if that's the case, where it's like ghosts are your energy left over. Mm-hmm. That totally well, because energy that idea. can neither be created or destroyed, so it's got to go somewhere. Um, so you also have this guy, this ghost. He's part of the dining room experience. I like to say, he um, he'll sit at the he'll uh, sometimes sit by the bar, by the tables, by the windows. He'll be drinking. It's a ghost that's just drinking there. Yeah, that's cool. It is cool. Sounds like my type of ghost. And if you go, like, sit by him or approach him, he'll say, I saw the most beautiful woman here last night, and I'm waiting for her to return. So he's still waiting, okay? Uh, I'd, still hang waiting. I'd hang out with that ghost. I know, right? I'd buy him a drink, say, like, <laughs> hey, have a drink on me, but And then you just see all the... But then it's all wasted because it's, like, poured on the ground. Yeah, that'd still be a cool experience, so worth it. Worth it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and then you have a former waitress. So she apparently spotted... Victorian bride and groom in the dining room's huge mirror. Um, the groom allegedly made eye contact with her before the couple faded away. Mm. The Victorian spirits that ling- linger in the dining room are said to be very playful, and on occasion, during Christmas season, Christmas tree and all its packages were found mysteriously moved to the other side of the room. Ah. Additionally, the chairs had been moved to a uh, circle or face to transport a tree. So it's like they're sitting around the tree. Uh, okay. Another occasion, staff arrived in the morning to find the dining room in perfect order. So it's like perfect. Oh, wow. It's like amazing. With the exception of all the menus scattered about the room. <laughs> so there is that. So they cleaned up, they cleaned but up, then we're then like, they, like, threw the menus everywhere. They're like, we've got you, but then. <laughs> I, I just like how some of these ghosts are just kind of playful and just kind of just a, a nuisance. Like, the hotel staff have to constantly deal with this crap. It's like, all oh, the menus are everywhere again. Ghosts are at it again. <laughs> um, so, you have... Yeah, there's a lot more sightings. And apparently, uh, some of the more haunted rooms there. It's room 202, 424, and um, 408. So, if you're going to go there, those are the crazy rooms. Today, the fully restored hotel uh, it's got surrounded by 15 acres of gardens and natural trails. I mean, it's really nice around it. I remember walking the trails and going around the gardens. Uh, it offers 72 guest rooms, many with their own balcony, and 12 luxury suites throughout the building. Uh, it's got the New Moon Spa. It's just, a, it's pretty legit, um, but it's apparently super haunted. <laughs> Um, and yeah, there's just a lot of history to it. And oh, here's an oh, here's a really good picture. This looks like this definitely looks haunted just by looking at it. Oh yeah, that looks like a classic haunted haunted mansion. Yeah, that looks classic. Um, but yeah, that's that's one of the ones I got there. Um, I thought it was pretty cool. Plus, a lot of those deep south and southern places are really freaky and haunted, you know? From yeah. what I've heard, like, the whole town of New Orleans is just haunted. Yeah, there's... It's just <laughs> really spooky. Just a spooky <laughs> place. Yeah. yeah. A lot of voodoo and stuff down there. I've got a couple small ones All right. to talk about, but then I've got a one that I can talk about in more detail. 
All right, all right. Let's do some more small ones. Come all on. right. Have you ever heard of the Winchester Mystery House? Winchester Mystery House? Yes. Vaguely. Is this the place this where... Is a, this is every kid who grew up in, Southern, in California. Oh, I know exactly what place. you're talking about. Yeah. I didn't... Is it by... Is it kind of near Santa Cruz? It's in San Jose. San Jose. Oh, okay. Is it the place where they have, like, all the weird, like, anomalies? Like, the, in the building, it's, like... Like, it's tilted, and, like, gravity's weird. Because I know there's a place like the, that uh, in Southern California, No. Um, so, the Winchester Mystery House, it's, um, it's this house, and I don't remember the... Um, hold on here. Remember it. So it was owned by William Winchester, the of the gun, Winchester. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. And when he died, his widow, Sarah oh, Winchester. I know exactly what you're she, talking about now. She, I don't know. The movie on went right? crazy it's or a something. Netflix like, movie or is there? I don't know. It's a movie. But basically, she kept building onto the house. Doesn't it have like a bunch of traps and like? Uh, it doesn't have clues. traps. Doesn't have traps, but it has it has doorways that lead nowhere. Um, yeah, it's like a weird. Maze. It's just weird. Like it's almost like she, she she just went on this obsession of building onto the house, but never, but not with any rhyme or reason, just for the sake of doing it. Um. And the Winchester Mystery House is supposed to be haunted. Um. One of the. Uh, hauntings there it's uh, uh, employees and visitors at the house uh, most of the ghosts there are said to be past employees either people who have worked there okay. or did the building so similar situation um, the Crescent so yeah. it was made into a movie by the way okay with Helen Mirren oh and it's I a like Helen Mirren I, I gotta check it out I think it's on Netflix I'm pretty sure by the way what do you think of that beer oh yeah so I'm drinking the Bat Squatch and it's definitely a juicy, hazy IPA. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I think it's pretty good. I quite like it. Yeah, it's um, pretty legit. Yeah. Um. yeah. But anyway, not bad at all. So, oh, by the way, this movie, spoiler alert. I, I didn't look it up to, like, pick it apart, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm still going to check it out. Yeah. 13% Rotten Tomatoes, though. Oh, wow. That's really so, low. That is low. I kind of want to watch it now. I know, right? <laughs> Maybe a future Hellboy kind of situation. <laughs> so, here's a little, just a little history on the uh, Winchester Mystery House. Yeah, tell me about it. It's after her husband's death of tuberculosis in 1881. She I've got TB, Dutch. TB. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right, black lung. Um, <laughs> Freaking love Just, I know, love that game. I love that game. You know what? Share this podcast with everyone you know if you love Red Dead Redemption and hate Micah. Yep. Or if you just hate someone named Micah in real life. <laughs> if you know the real Micah Bell, yeah. let us know. Um, so Sarah Winchester, and she inherited um, uh, more than... Uh, 20.5 million, equivalent to 543 million. And this was back when? In 1881. 1881. So 20 million back then, that's equivalent to up to 543 million in 2019. Wow. Um, that's a lot of freaking money. 
she received that, nearly 50% of the ownership of the Winchester Repeating Arms Company, uh, giving her an income of about $1,000 uh, per day, which is equivalent of $2,600 or $26,000 a day. Damn. That was her income. She made $26,000 a day. Wait, 26000 Yeah. By today's standards, 26000 That's freaking... Yeah. Dude, she was loaded. So what's going on? Yeah, she was absolutely loaded. Um, but sh so her infant daughter died from an illness. Uh oh. Um, and after her husband died of tuberculosis. Hi. Hey, babe. Um. So, a Boston medium. <laughs> Yeah, my girlfriend just walked in. She's the one that suggested this idea. She is, yeah. For a podcast yeah. episode. Um, she's doing the, the uh, hang loose there. Hang loose, hang, hang tin. Hang loose. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's what you're Surfing. doing. You're doing the hang loose. Yeah, you do the you do the thumb and the pinky. Hang loose, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there you go. Devil horns. Devil horns. That's big. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, her child, her child died. Her infant daughter died. And her husband died of tuberculosis. Tuberculosis. Damn. She consulted a medium in Boston. So yeah, money um, can't fix Who that. was supposedly That's channeling her late husband? Um, that told her she should leave her home in New Haven, in New Haven, and go west. Um, which was where she uh, she built the house in uh, San Jose, which is uh, she built. She purchased an unfurnished farmhouse. Santa Clara Valley and okay. began building it into a mansion. And, All right. and uh, so a lot of the uh, weird architecture in the house people attribute to the fact that she herself was a heavy believer in ghosts. Okay. And a lot of people suspect that this was like she had these weird things done because of that. Um, before the 1906 earthquake in San Jose. Oh, that earthquake was devastating. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Left the whole town of San Francisco. The city was gone. Yeah, pretty it was, much. It had to be and, then it, and then what, like 1911 was the... Well, there was the earthquake. No, it was the same year. There was the fire, too. Yeah, you had the fire, too. It was it, yeah, 1906 it was, earthquake and then fire. The fire was only in San Francisco, but yeah. the earthquakes affected the whole region. Mm -hmm. um, but before that earthquake, the house had been seven stories high. Dang, that's pretty for tall for back then. And for a house? Yeah, for 1906. Today, it's only four stories. Yeah, that's more reasonable. But <laughs> house is seven stories high. A yeah. house. <laughs> a mansion, sure, but like... Even for that, that's kind of absurd. Um, apparently, the house is predominantly made of redwood, which she she really liked the, that redwood, but she really hated the look of it, which is weird. So, oh, okay. I get what she's saying. She likes the structural integrity of the wood. Yeah, she likes redwood, but she doesn't like how it looks. But it so, doesn't look good. So, therefore, she, she therefore demanded that a faux uh, grain and stain would be applied. Um there's a That's very specific. Approximately 20,500 gallons of paint were used to paint the house. And they put a fake wood grain on it. Yeah. 
Sounds like she's got some um, OCD. It was built using <laughs> it was built using a floating foundation, which is believed to have saved it from total collapse in the earthquake. Uh, okay, I um, see. Yeah, there are roughly 161 rooms, including four bed, 40 bedrooms, Damn. two ballrooms. One of them is unfinished. And this is a house. This is a house mansion, yeah. as well as uh, 40. It's not a hotel. 47 <laughs> fireplaces and over 10,000 panes of glass, 17 chimneys. Um, with evidence okay. of, and then it says with evidence of two others. Two other what? Chimneys. Chim- okay, Seven, evidence of them. Se- 17 chimneys, evidence two others, which possibly <laughs> means they were taken out. 17 chimneys? Um, you know how ridiculous that is? It has two basement <laughs> elevators, and th- or two basement levels and three elevators. This is such a Scooby-Doo house. Yeah, it's, it's a <laughs> weird house. Um... I mean, it should be converted into a hotel. That'd be cool. Yeah, That'd it's a very weird house. But there's also stuff like staircases that lead up to a door, and you open it, and it's just, like, drops. Whoa. Like, shit like that. It's not, like, a safe house to, like, hang out in and walk around in. Do they... Is it... Can you visit it? Yeah. Yeah, you can take tours of it. Oh, wow. Yeah. No, I it's bet a, they had to discover every nook and cranny to, like make yeah. it safe and like it's a it's a california landmark type of place that's it's, awesome it's that's why i said have you er- been there uh i haven't actually but you know earlier i said we, we got to go there we, we should for sure um but yeah earlier i said like every california kid who grew up in california has heard of the so it's Mystery weird House. it's weird D- is um, it, what so ma- is it haunted it is supposed to be haunted okay and mostly all the sightings are by are believed to be um people who died building the house yeah, I bet a, quite a few people died building that because... One of them is so a number of employees and, vis- Especially and, back then. and visitors have claimed to cross paths with um, Clyde, who's a mustached man seen pushing wheelbarrows in the basement. No, or try, or sometimes he's tra- seen trying to repair the fireplace in the ballroom. Um, okay. One of the 47 fireplaces. Yeah. <laughs> he's been described by visitors to the management as we really like the actor who was repairing the ballroom fireplace. Whoa. Dressed in the Victorian They thought it was boater. just a guy? They thought it was just a guy. Just like an, just like an actor? Yeah. Um, like a haunted house thing? So what makes Clyde kind of cool is we actually have photographs of him. They've been able to spot oh, the really? ghost and have photographs of the builders and say that's him in the photographs. Okay, let's see. He is the guy on the far right of that photograph there. Does look like a Clyde. He looks like a Clyde. Got the real hillbilly look going. <laughs> but he seems like a nice fellow. Yeah, he's not malicious as far as I can tell. Yeah. Not um, all ghosts are. Except for at the Cecil Hotel. Jeez, man. It says often during tours there are uh, uh, things such as gentle tugs on people's skirts or shirts. <laughs> during tours as they're Okay, so around. he does shirts too. Okay. Well, they're not saying that this is for, for sure It's Clyde. not Clyde. Okay. Unnecessary Clyde. Um, I don't want it to be my boy Clyde. <laughs> uh, one of the, one longtime maintenance worker said um, uh, after hearing, uh, one morning after entering the water tower, he heard a patter of footsteps above. He ascended to let the trespasser know the three-story structure was off limits, but the footsteps seemed to be one step ahead of him and one floor above and he searched until he fa- found himself on the roof 
so there was no, no there. way. Um, but this is kind of the cool stuff about it. So this is a famous. Um, well, he already told me a this lot. This is of a cool famous stuff. place that people go to try to debunk spiritualism, okay. starting with Houdini. Oh, really? Houdini. Houdini went there. came to the house in 1924 during his nationwide tour to debunk spiritualism. I mean, it does sound like a very like magician like esque house. Yeah. It's been featured on Ghost Adventures. You have doors that go nowhere, stairs that go to nothing. Yeah, it's a, just a weird house. But it's cool. We doors that maybe lead to a, just a tiny room. Yeah. It's nothing. Uh, or sometimes they lead outside, but you're on the third story and there's no balcony. It sounds like an architect's nightmare and also like an architect's marvel. Like, yeah, it's, it's really fascinating. It's um, really weird. But uh, yeah, that's why it's called the Winchester Mystery House. Winchester Mystery House. Um, or sometimes it's just referred to as the Winchester Mansion. But um, it's pretty fascinating. You should go there if anyone, you know, you can take tours of there. So we should go there sometime. Well, don't judge it because of the bad Helen Mirren movie, which she's usually in good movies, which surprises me. Yeah. But I like her in Marilyn, uh, uh, Helen Mirren. <laughs> <laughs> Hair and melon. Hair and melon. Harry Mellon. I love Harry Mellon. I love Harry Mellon. In his in 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 her in her movie, uh, the devil Where's is fashionable. Is fashionable. <laughs> <laughs> so we've been talking about haunted houses and places, right? Yes. Homes, hotels. Yes. Well, I've got a haunted object. Object. Haunted thing. So. Burn it. Robert the doll. You have Robert the doll. Robert the doll. It's inspired Chucky, Annabelle, all that stuff. Okay. And it's supposedly real. Supposedly. Ooh, that's unsettling. So, in the early 1900s, a young boy named Eugene Robert Otto was given a one-of-a-kind handmade doll by a servant that worked for his parents in his home. And uh, Eugene, who everyone called Gene, named the doll Robert and quickly became attached to his new friend. Hmm. This is what Robert looks like. He's uh, like in a sailor's outfit. It's kind of freaky. It is freaky, and he's handmade. So no. you wouldn't even find that back then at like a store or whatever, like a merchant. No. So it was very... The fact that it is handmade by a servant yeah. is kind of worrying, in my opinion. So, the house that uh, Eugene lived in, now called the Artist House, and this is in Key West, Florida. Florida. <laughs> you know, we're the Florida man sightings. So. Florida man sightings. <laughs> my favorite cryptid. Yeah. Florida man. <laughs> but it was built between 1890 and 1898. And, um... Well, and also, Gene, Eugene would keep this doll until his death. Yeah. And they apparently developed a weird friendship. Weirdo. Um, so, one night, so this was like the first, or at least the first main incident. Um, so... He seemed like an ordinary cloth doll. Nothing weird about it. I mean, it looked kind of weird, but back then it probably didn't look weird. I don't know. It looks weird to me. 
Looks weird um, to me. Yeah. Yeah. So, ten-year-old Gene, he awoke to find Robert the doll sitting at the end of his bed, staring at him. When he was not there before. <laughs> um, okay. Moments later, his mother was awakened by his screams for help and sounds of furniture being overturned by, in her son's bedroom. Gene cried for help, begging his murdered mother to rescue him. When she was finally able to uh, reach the door, the door was locked. Mm. She had to wrench the door open, break it open. She saw poor Gene curled up in fear on his bed and his room in shambles, and Robert the doll was sitting at the foot of the bed. And he fucking kept the doll? Kept it. What the f- Most people believe he kept it because he thought if he tried to get rid of it, it would just come back or, like, curse him or something. Oh. I would definitely um, try to get rid of that thing. So, and it didn't stop there. So, apparently, they would hear Gene talking, and then they would hear a response back in a completely different voice. Mm-hmm. So, apparently, he was talking to the doll. Uh, they, uh, they would see the doll... Um, the doll would often change its facial expression... It would, like, smirk or, like, frown or, you know, all that stuff. They would hear gigglings and sightings of it running up and down the stairs. And um, it would, uh, and it would like, bang on the window, all kinds of stuff like that. Mm. Well, yeah, Robert, he, I mean, no, Gene, he, he decided to live, keep on keeping the doll. And he gave Robert his own room in the attic. Okay. And um, eventually, you know, he got married, he had a wife, and he was like, oh, I got this doll. It's got to be in the attic. Just leave it alone. (laughs) Don't fucking touch the doll. She she wanted him to get rid of it. She felt really weird about the doll. Naturally. Um, And she couldn't put her finger on it. Uh, (laughs) Wow. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't get that bad that yet. I mean, yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, so apparently um, she would hear, you know, visitors would even hear, like, devilish pacing back and forth upstairs and giggling. Mm. And, um, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. And um, so, he, you know, he immediately went to investigate after, you know, his neighbors and stuff told him about this. You know, people coming to his house. Yeah. And he locked Robert in the attic. He said there was no way um, he could get out. But he was out. (laughs) He was sitting um, by the windows of the upstairs bedroom. Uh. Um, He opened the door and then, yeah, Robert was there in a rocking chair by the window. Wow. Rocking back and forth. Just chilling. Right. Well, uh, reminds so me of the time, that reminds me of the time I tried to lock Tristan upstairs. And you kept on finding him. <laughs> I kept on finding him, like, downstairs <laughs> eating some chicken wings and stuff. <laughs> well, anyways, he repeatedly kept on locking Robert into the attic. Well, shortly after, he would discover him to be back in the same rocking chair in the um, upstairs bedroom. Mm-hmm. Well, Gene would die eventually. Natural causes. We As people do. As people do. It's part of life, people. Died in 1974, so he lived. Oh, wow. Well, new owners moved in. 
And of course, they had a 10 year old daughter. So, you know, it's perfect for this situation. Oh, yeah. And she was delighted to find Robert the doll. She was like, oh, a free toy. She didn't think there was anything creepy about it until the next night. <laughs> Literally. 24 hours, hours later. <laughs> well, she awoke in the middle of the night screaming in fear and told her parents that Robert had moved about in the room. It wasn't long before Robert the doll was given away. They got rid of him because they didn't have this connection that Gene had yeah. with Robert. Well, now you can find them in the East Martello Fort Museum. It used to be a fort. It was a Union fort, actually. Okay. Even though it was in Florida, it was one of the main uh, Union um, holdings at that time that the Confederacy could not get. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, so it was a major Union fort in Florida. So that's just a fact, which is fun. <laughs> fun, fun fact. Yeah. <laughs> has nothing to do with doll. But so now they keep the doll in a glass case for people to visit. Well, apparently, if you do visit it, you have to ask it for permission to take a picture. Really? Yeah. What happens if you don't? And it prefers if you use older equipment, I guess. It prefers, but it won't get like... It's just annoyed if you don't. It's annoyed. Yeah. <laughs> well, apparently, if you don't ask for permission and if you take a picture, it'll be blurry. It will always be blurry. Oh. You'll never get a good picture of it. And a lot of bad things will happen to you after that. Oh, and right. you'll have to write him an apology letter. <laughs> and even at the museum, they're like, here's his, here's the address and everything if you want to write him an apology letter. That's pretty good. <laughs> and, you know, obviously, they play into it for the tourism. Yeah. Um. Uh, so, even though he's locked up in his glass case, doesn't stop him from being freaky. Of course. Staff members often report that Robert's uh, facial expression changes, hearing demonic giggling, and have seen him put his hand against the glass. Hmm. And often, while they're cleaning the glass, he will, like, slam his hand against it. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you can go see him at the East Martello Museum. But you got to get permission if you get a picture of him. Make sure to ask for and, permission. And um, watch him carefully because he could be smirking at you, giving you the finger, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think what's – and one of the main theories with Robert, the doll – I love how I keep on referring to him just as Robert. <laughs> um, some people think – so his the servant. Let's go back to that. Yeah. It's handmade. And a lot of people – believe that she was mistreated often as servants were. Yeah. And um, she had cursed the doll with voodoo and black magic. And voodoo, I'm not saying I believe in any of this stuff, but I do not like messing around with voodoo. Yeah. Voodoo is not something I take lightly at all. Um, I don't like voodoo. <laughs> There's this new movie coming out that's all about like voodoo and like black magic. It's called Spell, and it's coming out on Amazon Prime. I think uh, near the end of the month. Oh, a few days before Halloween. Maybe I'll check that out. Maybe we'll check it out. Yeah. yeah. Um. But uh, so yeah, Robert the Doll. Um, it is weird that you have all these occurrences 
for the last basically hundred years, well, more than a hundred years now, and it's pretty weird. I mean, I'm not saying it's real, but it is an elaborate hoax, if anything, to get tourists. Yeah, yeah, Um, it's very elaborate. Yeah, but apparently, like, he doesn't come out of a glass case. They got it pretty sealed. He can't get out of there. Um, but yeah, you can get tickets. Like, let's see how much the tickets cost real quick. Okay. Go see Robert. How much do you cost? I mean, this does. Oh, you get like a trolley ride. Oh, that's cool. Oh, dude, that's reasonable. That's extremely reasonable. I will say that. I'm glad Robert the doll's not too greedy. <laughs> I mean, it's pricey. But for something like this, I expected it to be more. So general mission, thirty-two fifty, like all the like stuff is included, the whole museum, the tour, everything. Not too bad, not too bad at all. It's a lot cheaper than like staying at one of these hotels, you know. Yeah. <laughs> now the ghost tour, like in the trolley, Key West trolley day night package, that's gonna cost you a cool seventy bucks. So. Yeah, Robert the doll. That one, I don't like dolls. I don't. I don't like dolls either. Even like regular, like new modern dolls, like uh, Barbie. Well, Barbies are all right, but like the bigger ones, like the baby dolls, those little eyes, I feel like they're following me. And I don't like it. (laughs) But here's what Robert the doll looks like, by the way, if you want to check it out real quick. It's freaky. We'll post it on our Instagram. This is the official website. It's a handmade doll from like 1901. Well, it's not off. The thing about it is, what makes it creepy, it's not like obviously scary looking, right? There's something off about it, though. He's got those black little beady eyes. He's got this weird like texture to his face. Um, I would not be happy to see that in my room. I'm glad he's in that glass case. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there you go. So I've got I've got a couple fun. Just a couple more things here. Do you want my, right. my my more detailed one or one more small one? Give us one more small one, and then you can jump right into the detailed one. I'm ready. Okay. I've got a couple or a couple stories of a small one. I want us to talk about Disneyland. Disney. Oh boy, I love Disneyland. Seriously, I, I love Disneyland. Best place. It's it's the happiest place on earth, and it's super super haunted. Oh, I've heard a lot of stories yeah. about Disneyland. Super. I've haunted. seen all kinds of stuff on YouTube, the internet, of like Walt Disney walking the grounds, his ghost. Yeah, that's one one um, of the myths is that Walt Walt Disney. Apparently, even it. the haunted mansion is haunted. I've heard that one as well. <laughs> uh, you have there's Space a lo- Mountain. There's a lot apparently of stories of people like guests and employees who have died who are just spotted on attractions. Right. And stuff like uh, you'd be riding an attraction well, one and of the, spot them in a doorway. One of the famous ones is on the Space Mountain ride, which I've been on numerous times. Yeah. I think it's like if you're in the very front, either the front or like second. Mr. One Way. Yeah, Mr. One Way. So, so this – you yeah, you tell us. So some accounts, it's, it's on the Space Mountain ride at Disneyland in California. 
Some accounts describe Mr. One-Way. It's a good ride. Yeah. Uh, some accounts describe Mr. One-Way as a red-haired man with a red face. Others say he's a kid dressed in 70s-era clothing. Um, okay. The stories he uh, say he tends to hang out in the queue for Space Mountain. Yeah. Although he doesn't like to talk to people very much, but he does ask, or he does talk to some people, uh, depending on who you ask. Um, Doesn't he ride it? Yeah, so... Um, according to some video footage and things passed around, uh, he doesn't appear, he doesn't wait in the queue, but he actually appears on the ride cars. Um, like right when it starts. Yeah, approaching them from the opposite side of the waiting area. So when you go onto the ride and step onto the cars, he will approach from oh, that area. I see. So he's got the fast pass. Yeah, he's got the fast pass. <laughs> um, and he'll sit down in any empty seats he can find. Um, and he'll disappear, disappear right before you hit the final tunnel at the end of the ride. No, I, that's so funny because a while ago I was looking into like, I was looking at just like Disneyland videos, you know, facts about the rides. And then I started getting into this haunted stuff. Yeah. And Mr. One Way was one of the main ones that kept popping up. And I've been on that ride numerous times. And uh, It's a fun ride. If he was there, I didn't notice. I had fun. Like, <laughs> There's another ghost who haunts uh, Space Mountain. You know that ride is all like, obviously the special effects are amazing, groundbreaking, especially yeah. when it came out like in the 70s. Yeah. But it's all an illusion. It feels way faster than it actually it is. It really does. I think its top speeds are like maybe 30 miles an hour. At most. Maybe. Yeah. Like It's a slow ride, but it feels fast. It feels fast. It's just fun. There's another ghost that also haunts um, Space Mountain called Disco Debbie. Uh, who apparently glows, <laughs> she apparently glows in the dark. Ooh. Yeah. Um, a glow in the dark ghost. I had um. a I had a teacher when I was in high school who told me stories. He was when he was in um, college. He worked as a nighttime janitor, an overnight janitor at Disneyland. I could see how that could get creepy and weird. Yeah, and he said it got really creepy. He would clean the canals on It's a Small World. He said that was really freaky with all the mannequins and such. I'm not going to lie. It's a small world. It's always freaked me out. It's always creepy. It's a little freaky. Because it's all these little dolls and mannequins staring at you. Here's one of my favorite ones, though. Singing at you. Um, so, in 1974, there was a hostess working at uh, the America Scenes attra- Sings attraction in Disneyland. So America Sings, it's not around anymore, but it was a um, an attraction that had those animatronic like animals and shit that would sing, okay, like Chuck E. Cheese or Five Nights at Freddy's. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> and uh, she was crushed to death while working. She um, she was caught between the rotating theater wall and the stationary stage wall. I was just trying to look this up. I'm serious, dude. Yeah. Apparently. There's a video where you can hear her screams when this happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And which ride was this? Was this the... Um, America Sings. Yeah, America Sings, dude. Oh, my God. Which America Sings, honestly, when you look back, it was kind of a freaky attraction because it has those freaky animatronics that sing. Yeah. Um, animatronics. <laughs> animatronics are pretty freaky. Anyway. Um, so they, they put in uh, uh, some safety measures after she died, but she apparently 
haunts the place as somewhat of a guardian angel nowadays. And it says uh, when cast members are working on the attraction um, before it closed, if they got too close to the walls, the moving walls and such, they would hear a voice telling them to be careful. Oh, really? Yeah. But that's kind of one, an, an example of one of the okay, more tragic gonna, ones. We're going to have to put the video of this one. Uh, yeah, I've seen that video a while back. Dude, that video sent chills down my spine. Seriously. Uh, here's a, here's another. Um, that's one of the realest freaking things I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> here's another uh, kind of sad one. So the, there's the monorail ghost. So in Disneyland, they have the monorail that goes between like the hotels and the parks. In 1966, a 19-year-old named Thomas Guy Cleveland tried to sneak into Disneyland by scaling the park's outer fence and climbing along the monorail track. Oh, no. Uh, he was And he was struck and killed by the train. Um, yep. And That's these, why they say don't climb. That That's, is, yep. Um, but nowadays, it's said you can, if you are uh, on the monorail or around the monorail, you can see a spectral figure spotted around the tracks. Oh, wow. And he apparently only appears at night. And he vanishes whenever a train comes. Well, I don't know if there's anything haunted about about it but um at six flags i forget which one um i think it was dallas maybe uh, but either way at six flags this kid he dropped his hat while he's riding the batman ride and oh, it's yeah. one of those rides where your your feet hang down and stuff yeah well he was like okay i'm gonna just get my hat real quick cl- jump the fence get the hat get out of there well <clears throat> he, he timed it poorly and you're not supposed to jump the fence for a good reason like you stated just before well, he jumped the fence. He went to grab the hat, and he got up. As soon as he got up, this lady, uh, you know, the ride came down, down the hill. Yeah. And this lady literally kicked his head off. I've heard about that actually. Ride. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, roller coasters and stuff—they're fun, but there's another example of Disneyland. They're extremely dangerous. Like um, you have to follow the rules. Yeah. There's another Seriously. example of in 1984. Regina Young, also known as just Dolly, she fell from her seat while riding the Matterhorn ride and was killed when she was struck by the un- the other oncoming bobsled. Her seat belt was unbuckled. Um, and it's not known whether she undid it herself or it was the result of something else. Um, but she is, uh, cast members claim to have felt that someone's watching them as they do their routine walkthroughs of the ride. Um, oh, wow. Especially on the area of the track where she died. Dude, I'm reading about Deborah Gall. Um, the American Sings incident. Oh, yeah. That is freaking brutal. She is, That is a um, freaky one. Yeah. And, yeah, that ride's not up and running anymore. Uh, no, it's been shut, replaced. I think it's a down. Star Wars ride now or something. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, Star Tours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm still not going to think of that one uh, the same way. Uh, but yeah, apparently there is a video on it, and I've seen this video and, uh, and various like scary YouTube stuff. And it's. <laughs> it is a freaky video, yeah. Have you seen it? Yeah, I have. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's no good. It's no good at all. It's no good. <laughs> it's freaky because like, someone actually died. Yeah, someone literally died. Yeah. It got squished between machinery. Yeah. 
that that is not a good way to go. Terrifying. Yeah, that is a terrible, terrible way to go. And that's the seventies for yeah. you. Um. Anyway, I've got one more one more cool story here. You want got something else you maybe want to share first? Um. So yeah, I want to talk a little bit about uh, the famous Stanley Hotel. Oh, of course. Up in Estes Park, Colorado. It is the infamous hotel, or famous, however you look at it, that inspired Stephen King to write The Shining. Yeah. And The Shining, he had to change some names and stuff for, you know, due to legal reasons. But it, it's about the Stanley Hotel in Colorado. Yeah. I've been there once. Well. Never stayed there, but I've been there. Stephen King, he stayed in room 217. Apparently, the first night he stayed in that room, he had such an awful nightmare. Um, that's what inspired him to write The Shining. Mm. And um, there's been various ghost sightings here. It's not just The Shining that makes it scary. Well, yeah. it makes it scarier. But <laughs> the Shining makes it scary, but it is like a haunted hotel. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's considered to be one of the most haunted hotels in America. Yeah. Like, seriously. Um, people, um, I know one of the, people have claimed to, uh, like, hear, like, girls giggling and running around. And they've even seen girls, a lot like the movie. And, yeah, it was room 217, not 230, because in the movie it was 237. Yeah. And in the movie, uh, they filmed it at a different hotel, at least for the exterior shots. Mm-hmm. The interior shots like, was a studio. They filmed it, like, up in Oregon. Yeah, because uh, I know the real Stanley Hotel didn't want to be part of it at the time because um, they thought it would be bad, yeah. uh, you know, publicity. <laughs> but um, really ended up being good publicity because also, it became more popular. Also, another thing, so Estes Park is in northern Colorado. Oh, yeah. Um, if you watch the movie, it implies that the hotel is more like in the Rockies. Because they mention stuff like Wolf Creek Pass, like in the radio and stuff. Well, it, well, Wolf Creek Pass would definitely be on the way. But, yeah. Um, and Estes Park is definitely way up there in the Rockies. But it, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's not like technically, uh, it's like by Wolf Creek Pass. But um, so you have um. So, yeah, you have Stephen King's experience, and uh, people, they have, uh, they've spotted, like, a cowboy, uh, they've spotted, like, um, hotel worker apparitions, all kinds of stuff. Uh, there was a recent one where um, there was a ghost, like, caught in a mirror. Uh, I remember seeing it, because um, apparently no one else was in there besides, like, the one person that took the picture, apparently. Yeah. And the reflection was really weird because it was like an all black, like amorphous, like shadowy looking thing. And um, get this ad off my screen. I don't want this ad. <laughs> um, so, yeah, room 217, supposedly the most haunted one. And that's the one Stephen King stayed in. But um, so apparently in the 1920s, there was a gas leak. Okay. And it led to an explosion in room 
you guessed it, 217. Wow. And it destroyed the second floor above the main dining hall and nearly killed uh, a chambermaid, Elizabeth Wilson. She recent she she recovered and returned to her job and held it into her death at the age of ninety. Oh wow! At her home in Estes Park, that's where she died. Estes Park is um, beautiful, by the way. Soon after, the hotel. Oh yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Soon, and I've been to the Stanley Hotel. Yeah. I mean, walked around in it, and you know, I didn't stay there. But uh, the hotel started receiving reports of spectral chambermaid hovering and walking through closed doors. And the rebuilt guest quarters. Mm. Uh, unmarried couples sharing a bed complained of an invisible force wedging them apart as they slept. And single men woke to find their bags had been packed and left outside the door. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> That's a little weird. So <laughs> this ghost doesn't approve of premarital relations, it <laughs> seems. Um, hey, it has, it has its morals. Uh-huh. Uh, so you also have um, so these people went up to S's Park to see the elk and stuff that are around the area. There's tons of elk. Right there. Oh, there's um, and there's elk here. Slight too. side story. When I was in S's Park years ago, uh, last time I was there, I went hiking, and there were uh, several meese. Oh yeah. Uh, moose meese, um, off maybe. 100 yards off from the trail and I was hiking and there was this family of, of tourists um, they were Asian I don't know where from Okay. Uh, but they were tourists and they were on standing on the trail looking at the, the, the moose and there were several moose, there were like three of them just lounging off and like down the, down the hill type of thing um, in the meadow and uh, I could hear the tourists talking about, like, trying to get closer and seeing how close they could get to the moose. Bad idea. Bad idea, yeah. Horrible uh, idea. Yeah, it was... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just, I just remember seeing that and being like, don't. Yeah, don't do that. Don't get close to the moose. <laughs> keep walking. Is that it? Take your pictures and keep walking. Yeah, that's it. That's <laughs> okay. my story. So apparently Jim Carrey, he fled in terror. Ooh. In the middle of the night from uh, the Stanley Hotel. That takes a lot because everyone knows Jim Carrey has supernatural powers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but they apparently they, f- and I remember this and I didn't know, but they filmed on location for Dumb and Dumber, that hotel they are in the movie. That's the Stanley Hotel. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I can totally see that. But oh, I yeah. I didn't know that. And yeah, it scared the shit out of Jim Carrey, too. Um, so, um, when King visited, and this is part of the like inspiration for how, like in The Shining, the Overlook Hotel, which is the Stanley Hotel, yeah, it you know they're staying there and they're alone. It's empty. It's just mm-hmm. them, the family. And um, when King visited, when he showed up, there was no one in there. Oh, there was like no one. Huh. And um, it's because uh, it was like a slow time. It was like off season. Yeah, you know, before the winter. And um. And now, funny enough, people, they love going there during the winter because they want that experience of, like, being snowed in. Yeah, the they Stanley want the Hotel, shining. Which, I don't know why you would want the shining experience. Like, you want to be murdered by an axe? Okay. Yeah, like, <laughs> I don't want the shining experience. But I could I could see how it could be cool. All work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. I guess you um, just, just make sure to play a lot so you don't become dull. 
So he wandered up uh, to a wide open attic, and uh, it was dimly lit, sheet draped furniture, and that really freaked him out already. And that's Stephen King. Takes a lot to freak him out, I bet. Yeah, I bet. Because he was already a prolific writer at that point. Yeah, he had. Yeah, he'd already made a <laughs> name for himself before he wrote yeah. that. Um. So. That's not air conditioned. My house isn't. A lot of places in Colorado aren't air conditioned. It just doesn't need to be. Yeah. And why is this mentioned here? <laughs> it's not air conditioned, people. If this were it's in haunted. if this were in Ariz- <laughs> if this were in southern Arizona, and that would be air- bad. That would be notable. Yeah, yeah, that would be. This notable. is northern Colorado. <laughs> not that notable. Um, but yeah, there's just look anything about like sightings of the Stanley Hotel you'll, you'll find stuff for sure you'll find recent stuff um, but it's a really it's a beautiful location like I remember when I was there the oh, hotel yeah. the way it's positioned it's you know it's overlooking all the big mountains the peaks oh, yeah. and like um, I remember if, if you're just driving by the Stanley Hotel like on the highway type of thing it's you, an impressive you can structure. see it you can see it from the road and it is the dominating feature in the landscape. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and then the one they use for the movie is also... I want to visit that one, too. I don't... I think it's just pretty uh, normal. <laughs> um, but it looks pretty freaky. Uh, let's see if I can find it. Timberland Lodge, yeah. Ah. Mountain Lodge. What is that? And I think Kubrick, he picked this, well, obviously, because he had to use a different hotel. And when he picked this one, they made him change the room number. Yeah. And he picked room 237. Because they didn't, they didn't want... Um, they didn't want people to be... Because 237 wasn't a room there. Yeah. Because uh, they want, didn't want people to be scared to abstain in room 217. Yeah. But uh, it actually went the other way. People fled to these hotels. Especially to Stanley because of the movie. Uh, yeah, I bet if they had made it Room Tomb Seventeen in the movie. And yeah, there's the one they used for the movie. Oh yeah. And it's kind of, it's really cool looking too. But it's I a could, cool hotel. Yeah. It's vast and it's kind of a weird design. It's like off centered. Which is, I think, kind of it was a smart move by Stanley Kubrick to use that one. Well, because he wanted to create all this spatial incongruency and. Like, yeah, it creates, uh, makes you feel uneasy. Yeah. And because, and also that whole movie is just a free, that could be like a multiple part series. Seriously. It's just a freaky movie, yeah. Well, and but it's like so good. the way they design the sets and stuff, like it doesn't make any sense with the layout. And that's like, perfect. There's that's... windows that lead to nowhere, doors that lead nowhere. There's hallways that shouldn't exist, rooms that shouldn't exist. But that that like <laughs> I think I think that adds to the movie. And it more. reminded me of when you were talking about the Winchester. It reminded me of that. It's oh like, yeah. You have all these rooms and stuff that lead to nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Like. Yeah. So yeah, the Stanley Hotel. I mean, I didn't look too much into it, but yeah, it's a, it's a big one. It's a famous one. Oh yeah. A lot of hauntings. So I've got one more. And it scared Jim Carrey. I mean, I don't think it'd be yeah. easy to scare Jim Carrey. Yes, right? super, I mean, you remember the movie The Mask? Yeah. He did all his own stunts in that movie. Yeah, all his own stunts. It was not CGI. That was Jim Carrey. He has supernatural abilities. <laughs> yeah, that's why he's such so good at like impersonating people and yeah. stuff. Did you see him as Joe Biden? I did. That I, was pretty good. I thought it was pretty good, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, he got that grin. 
Yeah, he got down the really good. Got yeah. the accent. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So what do you got for us? I got one more. One. Last one. This is a hotel I've not been here, but my mom has. All right. And when she went here, she, they she and her friend had a uh, ghostly experience, but they did not know what was going on until the employees told them. So they just went in thinking it was just a perfectly normal hotel. Yeah, because it's a fancy hotel. This is the yeah. Hotel Del Coronado. And that is a supposedly a really haunted one as well. Yes. So the Hotel Del Coronado, it's pretty close to San Diego. It is a, and it's an extremely famous hotel. It's been in movies um, throughout, you know, actors in Hollywood. It's been a hot spot for actors in Hollywood, Spain, all going all the way back to Charlie Chaplin. Oh, wow. It has one of the first elevators in all of Southern California was built in the Hotel Del Coronado. Sketchy. I don't like old elevators. Yeah, I don't like those either. It freaks me out. Um, uh, presidents Did you have, Wait, going back to the Disneyland stuff, did you ever ride the Tower of Terror? Yes. I love that ride. That's a great but ride. That ride is why I'm scared of elevators now. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great ride, though. Oh, yeah. yeah. Seriously. I was, I was kind of disappointed that they... Uh, it's the Guardians of the Galaxy right now. Yeah, they redid it. I will say, I mean, it's, I've heard now, they still have the Tower of Terror in uh, Orlando. Yeah, but I will say the Guardians of the Galaxy ride is legit. It's like crazy. Yeah, I've not. I I went there while it, after they had built it, but I did not go on it that time. Um, the next time you got to go on. I just I just feel like the uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy is cool, but I, I've heard it's essentially the same exact ride, just with. Um, different theme. It's and, the and, same and ride. And it's more cinematic now. It's very cinematic. Like, they filmed scenes for it. Yeah. And, like, they have amazing special effects um, and stuff. And, like, they have a bunch... Of, like, when you're waiting in line, they have, like, actual props from the Marvel movies. I've heard, yeah. Like, you'll see, like, Guardians of the Galaxy, like, weapons and, like, artifacts. You'll see um, Asgardian armor, stuff like that. Yeah, and I'm pretty know. excited they're, they're um, tearing down the Bugs Life uh, part of California Adventure oh, yeah. now, and they're building the Avengers uh, Academy or whatever it is. Yeah, they're doing like a Marvel, which is cool section. because they did the Star Wars: The Galaxy's Edge, mm -hmm. which was awesome. Yeah, I got to, I got to fly the Millennium Falcon. It was so cool. <laughs> um, I want to go there just for like the cool Star Wars food. Like I've heard about, yeah, like, the cool stuff they have they the blue have. milk and stuff. And yeah, they yeah. have like their uh, the cafeteria, which is like the can. It's like a the cantina, cantina thing. It's like well, it's like a, the cafeteria is themed like off of a spaceport. And it's one of the only places you can have alcohol. In well, they have the actual cantina, which we went into. Uh, but they also have like their little cafeteria area, where like that's a family area, oh, yeah. and it's themed off of like a spaceport. So like where the pilots would go in between. Oh, that's cool. You know, and it's cool because you go in and the doors like do that <laughs> and open like Star Wars doors do and everything. The cantina was was cool. You that's know. cool. Yeah, you can drink there. Yeah, it's the only. It's one of the only places in Disneyland. Yeah, there's only drink. a few places, and you. I think there's they're like, not super obvious. You gotta like know in about Disneyland it. itself. There's only like two places. There's the Star Wars Cantina place, and there's the one by the Little Mermaid ride. I know there is. It's I've, it's a. I've it's, had an alcoholic drink there. Um, that's so so in California Adventures. That's in Cal that's where the Little yeah. Mermaid ride. There's a couple places in there you can drink. Disneyland itself. Well, yeah, Disneyland proper. Yeah, um, I guess like, there's only two places. What, what do they call it? Magic. Kingdom. 
Yeah. Or it's uh, just Disneyland. It's just Disneyland. Yeah. And Magic Kingdom is... Disney World's the one that's got, Disney like, World, yeah. Magic Kingdom, Epcot. Yeah, Epcot's cool. I've heard that, yeah. I've it never been to cool. Disney World, but I, I, I've heard it's cool. But no, in Disneyland, there's just itself, there's just uh, the Olga's Cantina, and there's, like, some exclusive club that you can go into. Oh, so there's Club 33. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. And you can drink and there, but you have, have to be, like, like, invited. You have to be invited. It's super exclusive, exclusive super expensive. Yeah. But apparently, like, there's a tons of, like, hidden doors and passageways for these people to go around. Yeah. And, like, you might see, like, just a plain wall that's, like, part, like at the side of, like, a ride or building. And it could be, like, a Club 33 entrance. Yeah. And they will often have, like, the insignia 33 with, like, the Mickey Mouse ears. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's like a secret Disney cult. Anyway, the, ho- the Hotel Del Coronado. Yeah, let's get back to that. And uh, <laughs> We just love Disneyland. Here's guys. an image of the hotel. Very nice. Really nice and massive. Yeah, at one point... That's massive. At one point, it was the largest resort in the entire world. Yeah, that is huge, dude. Um, it's very famous, just not for the hauntings, but for everything else. I mean, when my mom went, she didn't know it was haunted. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so she did not know it was haunted. Um, and like I said, it's been a, it's a hot spot for Hollywood actors. It's, uh, the, the president has stayed there. Royalty has stayed there. You know, it's a, it's a, I think it's a Hilton, technically. Is it? I think it's, owned, it a Hilton? I think it's owned by the Hilton Company or whatever. Okay. Um, at least nowadays. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. think it was built. They own a lot. Now. I don't think it was built by them or nothing, but... Um, Anyway, so my mom went there years ago and stayed there. And, you know, the first night she was there, and they had a lot of, they were, they stayed there for several nights, and they had a lot of, um, uh, they had a lot of, uh, weird things going on. Scratching at the window. Mm. The, uh, sink in the bathroom kept coming on. Okay, that's really freaking turned on. Like, how does that? And it was happen? just my mom and her friend in this room, and like the sink kept coming on. And my mom, Dude. you know, she's there the first night, and she got so freaked out. Oh, also, um, uh, like a pitter pattering, like a in the vents. Rats, possibly rats. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she got so freaked out that she had to she stacked pillows next to her on a bed so she couldn't see the doorway. Because she knew it would freak her out if someone walked past the doorway and she could see the light, the shadow from the hallway light of someone walking by the door. Ooh. She was freaked out enough. So she, you know, this, they, this freaked her out. And she also, she mentioned that um, this hotel, there's a lot of parts in the hotel where it just feels off. Like the floor isn't completely flat. Oh, I see. So it's like not leveled. And shit like that. Um, and you know, and so after the first night, they went down to the front desk and like, kind of complained, just like, hey, you know, there was some weird stuff going on last night, <laughs> you know, weird shit in the vents. Yeah, you know, it was just freaky. And they were getting ready to like check out and be like, you know, we're just gonna call it early. And the and the guy at the front desk was like, well, uh, what 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 floor are you staying on? And she said, we're staying on the third floor. Um, and also, uh, a little tidbit about these really old hotels like the Hotel Del Coronado. Um, so nowadays, the best rooms are on the top floors of hotels, right? Yeah. Back then, it was the opposite. Best floors would have been on the bottom floor. Okay. Because 
more space. More well, it was so you didn't have to lug your luggage, take yeah. your luggage all the way up to the top floor. Yeah, it was spoiling the rich people. Right. Uh, so they, so they can to, be lazy. Yeah, they didn't <laughs> have to go up and down the stairs and everything like that. Um, uh, so she went to the hotel and they're like, "Okay, what what room? Are you, what floor are you staying on?" She's like, third floor." And they're like, "What room were you staying in? <laughs> are you staying?" In? And they said the room, and they're like, "Oh." It's the haunted one. <laughs> Kate's probably messing with you. They're like, who's Kate? Yeah, and apparently, uh, apparently, the so there is a woman back in uh, what 1892. Kate Morgan. It's always the 1890s. I swear. Always 1890s. Always. Uh, Kate Morgan. Kate uh, Morgan. She checked into the hotel um, under a pseudonym name. Lodi uh, A. Bernard uh, from Detroit. Uh, she checked in apparently I've, I've heard either she checked in with a guy or apparently she was waiting for a guy okay. to meet her. And five days later, on November 29th, she was found dead on a hotel exterior staircase that was leading to the beach. She had a gunshot wound to the head, which the San Diego County coroner determined was self-inflicted although people are not sure about that suspicious so it could have been sus. suicide but people are not that's sure that's sus and it's her she is the main ghost that's said to haunt the hotel and my mom was staying only a few rooms down from her room oh wow hallway. yeah so this and, and the second night they had a lot of the similar experiences uh, one of them that stood out to me was uh, they woke up and they, you know, they locked the door and put the, the dead, the bolt and the chain and everything. Uh-huh. And when they woke up in the morning, everything was unlocked from the inside. From the inside. Yeah. Unless it was one of her, unless it was her friend that did it. Her friend insists that, well, my, yeah, her, her my mom's friend insists that it wasn't, uh, wasn't her. her. Yeah. But, um. Wow. She apparently is. A relatively harmless ghost, although there are stories of like the maids who clean the rooms. They, you know, they go in pairs and stuff, and they will not, when they go to clean Kate's room, they will not go in there and cl- by themselves and close the door behind them. Yeah, that probably wouldn't be a good idea. Yeah, the maids refuse to. They, they, if they go to clean that room, door open. Man, you would have to have you some know. balls to stay in Kate's room. Yeah. <laughs> She's relatively harmless, although there are reports of a poltergeist in the hotel as well, um, like in the gift shop and stuff. Now, polter- that, will, that will throw things violently off yeah, the Yeah, poltergeists, they're generally more violent physical ghosts. Yeah, poltergeists, are mis- they're, like a they, mis- they're like a mischievous ghost, but a lot more violent in their actions. Yeah, and they, you know, they possess telekinesis. Or not tell they just throw shit around because they're yeah. invisible, whatever. But yeah, poultry guys, they're they're if you they're typically the ghosts you really want to avoid. Yeah. <laughs> um, poultry guys is a good movie too. It is a good movie. Not a good ghost movie. That's, That's Spielberg, right? The original, yeah, I think so. Came out seventy nine, eight. Yeah. That movie freaked me out when I was a kid. Dude, I mean, that movie really freaked me out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's still a freaky movie. That's, it, that's there's a, a whole theory about that movie that those skeletons in the pool were real. Oh, I've heard like, that theory, yeah. <laughs> um, that's a legitimately, like, if you want a good ghost movie, that's a good one. I think we figured out what type of ghost... <coughs> ghost. <laughs> I think we figured out what type of ghost 
could have uh, killed at least a lamb. Oh, yeah. It would have been poltergeists. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Sure. Poltergeists are supposed to be the... Uh, they're mischievous, but they're malicious. Yeah. Mischievous. Like they can ghosts. physically harm you. Yeah. Potentially. But they don't always start at, like, physically They'll harm. start, like, just rearranging your chairs or, like... Yeah. Just, yeah, just throwing An- stuff around. Another good ghost movie that um, has a poltergeist, poltergeist-type ghost is 1408. Oh, yeah, you keep talking about this one. Yeah. I really like that movie. It's a good movie with uh, freaking John Cusack. Cusack. John yeah. Cusack, yeah. He's good. That's a good I movie. Like and what I like about that movie is it's a poltergeist, but it's a poltergeist that the entire th- the ghost is trying to get you to kill yourself. Yeah. And that's, you insane. that's what's freaky about it. Well, is, it. Is it he like a he's like a writer, right? He's a writer. And he's like, a, but he's become a skeptic. Like he doesn't actually believe. Yeah. In it. So he knows then, this hotel room is haunted, but he doesn't but he's believe like, it's in it. It's so fake. he he goes to his hotel room to kind of prove it wrong. And then, <laughs> um, but the the what what it does in the movie the ghost is it basically it traps you in the room, mm-hmm. and like slowly it just. Um, yeah, I've seen this. Scares movie. you and scares you more until it gets to a climax, and then it starts the day over. Yeah, and you repeat it. It just keeps going, and it gets to the point where it basically it, it says you know the ghost convinces you that the only where way was to this? leave. I I don't. Fourteen oh eight the room. I don't know. Um, I think it was. A, I know it wasn't at a hotel in New York. I think it was New York because there's a scene in the movie. Manhattan. There's a scene in the movie where he goes out to like the fire escape to try to get it that way and he looks across the building and sees himself in the hotel room across the street. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I know there's a I forget what it's called. I think it's called the Death House, but it's in Greenwich Village. Oh yeah. It's supposed to be really haunted and 1408 is also based off of a Stephen King novel. Uh, I thought it was. It felt um, very Stephen King to me. Yeah. But, you know, so the... Oh, it has to have Samuel L. Jackson. I forgot about that. Oh, um, really? Yeah. He's like the... Oh, he's the... Like the... He's the bellhop. The dude. bellhop yeah, guy. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty cool. But, like, basically the, the ghost, it tries to convince you that the only way to escape this horror is to jump out the window. Yeah, kill yourself. So, like, yeah. uh, all the people who stay in the room... There's one part in that movie window. where he's, like, crawling in the attic trying to get out. Yeah, and, and then... And then there's, like, a ghost or ghoul in it. That really freaked me out. Yeah, well, it's like all the stuff that's happening is like a hallucination. Yeah. You know, there's a part where he sees his uh, his dead daughter. Yeah. You know, um, and there's well, he tries to crawl through like the vents to get out, but then he and he gets through the vents and crawls out and he's back in the same room. Uh huh. Like yep. shit, shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or like he'll he'll walk into another room. It, like he'll walk because it's like a two-room suite, so he'll like be in one room and he'll walk to the next one. And there'll be a noose hanging there. Yep. You know, shit like that. Um, it's like that uh, game. Was it? I guess it was a game. Uh, PT Silent Hill. Oh yeah. And I heard that's actually gonna happen now. By the way. Ooh. With um freaking the Walking Dead guy. Uh, Norman Reedus. Norman Reedus. Yeah, because he's in like all the Kojima games now. Yeah. Like <laughs> but best, PT. Best buzz with. And that game, Kojima. and you can't find it anymore. I mean, people made like remakes and stuff, but I remember downloading it. I had no idea what it was, and and the game progressively gets more horrifying as you go on. Oh, and here here's a good here's this is good for you, the um the Dolphin Hotel. In Stephen King's infamous Room 1408. Um, yeah, the Dolphin Fictional, but is based off of, guess what? What? The Hotel Del Coronado. Really? Yes. Oh, wow. 
That's a cool connection. Uh, some people claim that the Hotel Del Coronado is what inspired uh, the song Hotel California, but we looked this up earlier, and there's a conflicting source on that. Yeah, I that mean... It's uh, based off the hotel a hotel lo- located in the town of Todos Santos in Baja, California, sir. Yeah, there's a few haunted hotels in California. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, that song is obviously about like a haunted hotel. Like, talking about how they're never going to leave this place and stuff. Eagles, I love the Eagles. Come on, you can't not like the Eagles. Yeah, Eagles are great. I always say I fucking hate the Eagles, but I'm just referencing the Big Lebowski. <laughs> people don't get that ever, so I have to. I have to always be like, uh, actually, okay, I actually like that. Yeah, but you have to. You have to have the line. I fucking hate the Eagles, man. Well, and you have like their albums. Like I love when Joe Wall showed up, but like Desperado and stuff like that. That I think those are good. Um, but the exterior of the Dolphin Hotel is um, based off of the Congress Plaza Hotel in Chicago. Okay. Um, but the uh, the actual Stephen King inspiration, so that's the movie, but the it's actual the Hotel, Hotel Del, Del Coronado, Coronado is his actual inspiration, apparently. Oh, wow. Um, I think I might have... Well, no, I think... I mean, those are pretty much the ones I really looked into for tonight. So, um... Got any last remarks? I do not. All right. (laughs) Well, um... Other than this was a damn good beer. Damn good beers, damn good times, spooky stories, and even more haunted... glories. (laughs) That rhymed. It rhymed. That was cool. Haunted houses, haunted places. Uh, Let us know if you had any experiences. Um, And we will see you on the next week of the Odd Drunk Podcast. See you next week. Spooktober. Spooktober. Woo! Jackson and Colton And sometimes Tristan too